shakes up everything. Free Agent Frenzy is done, but is it? Brandon Sod and Pavel Buchnevich are blues. Jaden Schwartz is a Kraken. Mike Hoffman is a Canadian. And Tyler Bozak is, well, also a Canadian, but more importantly, still a free agent. We'll talk about all the Blues moves, but only after we talk about all the moves in the entire league. It's one of our favorite episodes, but it's a long one. So strap in, folks. It's time to sign on the dotted line. So let's get started and let's go Blues. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Two Guys One Cup podcast. It is Friday, July 30th. What a week it's been. This week Mm. has felt like a month, and this month has felt like a year. But we are here in a newly refurbished studio without some of the friends that have been around here for the last 10 years. It's a loosely held together analogy of the St. Louis Blues. Oh, I had nothing. Oh. I had nothing. So uh, sad. And I'm joined by Ian Peters. Ian, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. I'm doing I'm I'm doing better than I was doing uh 72 hours Optimistic, ago. Optimistic, a little, yeah, little bit of a better. happy, positive yeah. mood about the Blues. They, I think they've still got some work to do this summer, but, you know, that's it's some trending good stuff in the right direction. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about that at, at length uh, at the end of this podcast. But I think it's probably uh, appropriate to just go through kind of all the teams and give some of our highs and lows and... Um, Hot takes and cold takes and medium takes. We'll hand out the biggest shitter award. <laughs> <laughs> Which team took the biggest dump over the last ten days? Oh boy, there's some there's some competition. It's gonna be fun. Um, the uh, we talked about. We'll have to probably circle back to some of the moves we talked about a little last time too to just give a fuller picture on. Some of these as well, but just starting alphabetically, do we have all 31 uh, teams yeah, in here? 32. Double check. 31. I was subtracting oh, the boys. Oh. Sorry. Yes, 32. Um, the Anaheim Ducks made one move, bringing back their captain, Ryan Getzlav, for a one year. I believe it's $4.5 million or something I've read. Cap hit. Um, it's only a surprise because he hit the market. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, nah. <laughs> I was going to say, no one offered him better, but he's probably, it's the old uh, Greg Wyshynski. Like, you don't want to move your craps. Yeah, sort got, of... Everything's in Anaheim. Yeah. If he left, he was definitely only leaving for like one year, mm-hmm. probably somewhere else. And he's got to tell his family like, hey, sorry, but yeah. dad's going to be away for eight months now instead of sporadically here and mm-hmm. there. So I'm sure he wanted to stay. It would have felt weird to see him anywhere else. Yeah. Cap Friendly actually has it as three million, so... An even better move. Um, you know, I think he's a guy that could have helped a lot of teams. I would have loved him at $3 million. It's kind yeah. of that Tyler Bozak role. Um, but, you know, everything you just said is, I'm sure, why he stayed. Uh, has he won a cup? Was Has he been there long yeah. enough to have won their last cup? Yep. Okay, so it's like he wants to win, but he doesn't have to win sort of feeling. You yeah, know? I don't know. He wouldn't have been like a rookie, but he would have no, been pretty he's young. He's now, but yeah. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I, I forget that him and Perry were both there for that cup win. Corey, Corey per- Perry. Corey Perry sometimes I'm like, 
he was ever an Anaheim Duck, right. even though that's like the bulk of Where his career. Where he was career. forever. Yeah, it's really weird that Ryan Gutzlav is like, I guess his contract just ended, but he's always been there. Mm-hmm. And then Corey Perry just bounced like five years ago, mm-hmm. four years ago. Three, it might have been yeah. three years yeah. ago, but it feels it's like been forever. on so many teams that it's yeah. like, whatever. Yeah, someone was like, oh, what happened? So, I mean, we'll Stars, touch on it. And then he got traded to... Did he get traded or did he just go to Montreal? I think he just signed with Montreal. Didn't he get traded at last... De- no, because the Stars were competitive. So, yeah, yeah I guess he went yeah, to I'm Montreal. Sure like so, he's year. lost two straight finals. Yeah, that was the he's tweet doing the I saw. <laughs> I said, fuck it, I'm going to the Lightning. But when they said that, I had to go back in my head. I'm like, Montreal. And I'm like, you were on Dallas? Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I've lost track. I only of remember you. Dallas because of the Winter Classic thing. Mm. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. the long, sad <laughs> walk to the top. Man, I thought that was it. Yeah. Like, I thought, oh, okay. Kind of washed up, and that's it for uh, Corey Perry. And then here not. he is, and he's, he's a playoff fine. warrior. Uh... Yeah, so the Ducks, I mean, I don't know what the Ducks are, man. I know they're linked to Jack Eichel a lot, Mm -hmm. but I look at their roster and I'm like, they are not one Jack Eichel away from being, I mean, maybe like a wild card competitor in the Pacific because the Pacific's so bad, Mm -hmm. but like... That's it. And if you're in the Pacific, I wouldn't even think is guaranteed four playoff spots this Mm. year. Oh, that's true. That's true, right? Or wait, no, they get... No, because now it's... Isn't it back to five and, like, eight between the conferences? How does it work? Oh, the top three from both And then the two wild cards are conference. But it wasn't that way this last year because of the weird division system. But that is the way it... Yeah, yeah, you're right. I guess it would just probably be three Pacific then, most likely. I mean, you've got the... Being charitable to us, the Blues avalanche... Stars, I think, are going to bounce back. Mm-hmm. Um, Jets. Jets that are like pretty safe. Minnesota. Minnes- oh, yeah. Minnesota's the, the even bigger one. And even Chicago, we're going to talk about their moves. And for the long term, oh boy, I don't like any of them. Yeah. But as one year, they're probably substantially better next year. That's what I mean. Like in the Pacific, you have Vegas and Edmonton. And then it's like... Calgary or Vancouver will take the other mm-hmm. one, and then everyone else feels very fringy. There are a couple of GMs that are giving off real, I know I'm on thin ice, so I'm just going to do Fuck it all vibes. the things yeah. vibes. Yeah, and like, you know, as like, okay, Seth Jones sucks in the last four years of this contract, is not going to be Stan Bowman's problem anyway. So like, yeah, we'll talk about that as we go through this. But the Ducks, you know, I mean, they have five rostered defensemen right now. Um, John Gibson is eternal. Why don't um, they if they if they need to go into a rebuild, which they kind of are? Shouldn't they just trade John Gibson? Couldn't you get like a ransom for that guy? I would think. I mean, yeah, he's like an amazing goal. I don't. On a that's the team. thing I don't get about them. It's like are they're rebuilding, but like they've been rebuilding, but like they're not good enough yet. I think Zegras is going to be really good, but do they have enough? Like, I'm going to look up their prospects. Of course, all the prospect articles are like a year out of date. Yeah. But in 2020, Pronman put him 21st in the organizational rankings where he had like, I think, all the all the young players on the roster and off, which I thought mm. was kind of cool. But like they got some they got some big questions there and I don't know what the answers are. Who's their young defense one coming up? Is it there? Uh, Josh Mahura? No, like maybe he's already playing, but he was like at his rookie season. Uh, Jacob Larson. Oh, yeah, Drysdale, Jamie Drysdale. He's not on this list because he hadn't been drafted yet. But 
Um, yeah, I don't think he hasn't started yet, but he's going to be real. Him and Zegras, you've got some real talent there. You've got Comtois and Sam Steele, younger guys that are really good. And that's the problem with, Um, like, trading for Eichel, right? Is, like, you have these young guys coming up, but those are most certainly in the deal for Eichel. So it's kind of like, well, now, once you have Eichel, you need to sort of be in win-now mode. But who are you going to surround him with if you just got rid of all your young talent? I have no doubt that Eichel is better than Zegras. But if Eichel costs you Zegras... Mm -hmm. Plus a bunch of stuff. I don't think I'm interested because I don't mean? think, like I just said, I don't think you're one Jack Eichel away, and that's not a big enough difference between those two to be like, well, we'd still rather build around Jack Eichel, cement that ten million dollars instead mm-hmm. of having Jack's Trevor's egress who we can play with and you yeah. know. I do, around I do think sort of like you're saying there's a lot of GMs that are kind of like in fuck it mode and just like I'm not going to be here when this contract ends so I don't care about mm-hmm. what it looks like in four or five years I think there's also a lot of rebuilding teams that yeah. maybe saw what happened with Panarin mm-hmm. and they're like with the Rangers and it kickstarted the rebuild and there's rebuilding teams now that are like fuck it we, let's just go for it and yeah. it's like no you were like no. you were four or five steps away and you think you're like one step yeah. away there are also teams though that are like subtly rebuilding and i really like oh yeah there's doing. some good ones um and we'll get to one here in a minute that's not subtle at all but still <laughs> still doing well a good job um i meant to say this at the top but this maybe hasn't been like the dream off season, you know, there was mm-hmm. that one year where we had like Weber for Subban, and there were like three other freaking yeah, nuts all things all, for the, all in the same like hour. Yeah. Um, but like, it's been pretty good. Yeah, it's been a <laughs> compared wild. to last year where all the you know all the money was tight and everything. The the GMs and owners sure got over that real quick. All those COVID lockdown, we're gonna be poor forever sort of feelings. They spent like six hundred million dollars on free agency <laughs> days. So. Paul and Larson happened like. Did that happen right when we started the podcast? I think it might have. Maybe yeah. like right before. Because mm-hmm. um, I was gonna say, I think this is the craziest free agent period For we've sure, had since then. Yeah, yeah, since we've been recording. And uh, folks, we just spent five minutes on the Anaheim Ducks, so we warned you. It's gonna, it's gonna be <laughs> on their a one move. Um, the Coyotes have just done a lot of uh, smart, smart cap. Uh, using their cap, weaponizing their cap to build their future. They are obviously selling out for Shane Prince or whoever, whichever guy. Mm. I know it's not a locked stock and barrel Shane Prince, but the top three are like crazy good. Is the other one something right? Uh, yeah, sorry, it isn't Shane Prince. He's already drafted. It's somebody right, and then um, there's like a Coleman. Not Coleman. That's a different guy. I'll look it up. How about that? Next, ra- <laughs> next draft's supposed to be a good draft, yeah. Yeah, it's supposed Better to be Better than sick. this draft, like, yeah. No, I think it's supposed to be loaded. Um, Shane Wright, not Shane Prince, mixing two people up. Um, and then some other people that are like... You know, Brad Lambert, Finland, and I think there's a couple other guys that are supposed to... Connor Geeky, I assume? A, uh, a younger brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I believe next year is supposed to be real, real, real solid. Um, Shane Wright of the Kingston Frontenacs, by the way. So, you know, very good. Very exciting. All right. Um, but yeah, they're selling out for that. Arizona Coyotes signed Carter Hutton for a year. Very exciting. Our mm. former friend just going to get 
pepper sprayed with pucks. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, but hey, he's making him probably over a million dollars. So, you know, what's he mm. going to say? Ryan Dezingle, one by one million. Um, I would have taken him <laughs> Dezingle, <laughs> but you know. And then our old friend, speaking of old friends, Dimitri Jaskin, coming back to hang out with Billy Armstrong, which he said... It's nice to have a familiar face already in the organization. And I'm like, did you know Bill Armstrong? <laughs> did you know uh, him personally? Yeah. And I guess, uh, I guess they, he must have overlapped with Hutton too, right? For a while. I think so. Or yeah. he would have had to. Um, but yeah, they all, I mean, their bigger moves were like the ekman Larson trade, which I love for them. I'm a lot, mm-hmm. lot less interested in what the Canucks got. I think the only criticism is that you had to give up Garland, too, who you could have maybe gotten a lot for just on his own. But, like, if that's what it took to get the ninth mm-hmm. and, um, you know, get rid of that god-awful contract. <laughs> I mean, they got they got something for the Ekman-Larsen contract. Right. So that's, like, huge. Um, that's a win. Cost Connor Garland. <laughs> and then um, they also got Gostas Bear right for package of picks, mm-hmm. and they got Anton Strawman's contract for a second-round pick in Vladislav Kolyachnok. I can't even try. Um, <laughs> and right now they have seven picks, I think, in the first two rounds next yeah, year. Yeah. And so it's just like Bill Armstrong seems to know what he's doing there. And, you know, that team, who knows what their future is. Are they going to stay in Arizona or are they not? I would think the NHL, if they're done with, expansions for the moment have got to look at a couple of relocations um but send them to houston yeah send them to houston panthers are getting good now so maybe they can save themselves Mm -hmm. um i think there's like one other team i can't think of that like kind of on that bubble but um yeah Whatever their future is, it looks like Bill Armstrong's at least pulling the strings in the right direction. and That's his bread and butter, though, too, is drafting. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I'm a Coyotes fan, I'm at least excited for like what he can do with all those picks. Yeah. The Boston Bruins spent a ton of money, and a lot of it I have big questions about. Uh, Derek Forbort, 3 by $3 million deal, rough. Mike <laughs> Riley, 3 by $3 million deal, very good. Thomas Noshek. Uh, two years, one point seven five million. Whatever. Eric Hollick keeps getting jobs. Two years, <laughs> two point three seven five. Nick Felino, two years at a three point eight million dollar cap hit. That is woof. That is woof on both accounts. He wasn't good enough last year. Give him one year deal. Um, and then Linus Allmark, that was the big shocker near the end of the free agent frenzy. Four years, five million. Uh, Tuka Rask isn't going to play next year. Or at mm-hmm. least much of the year, because he's got surgery that he's required, and he's in his mid to late thirties now. Anyway, I think uh, Olmark, you know, he was pretty good with Buffalo. I think, as I think this is an okay deal, especially at four years. I don't hate it too much, but like, also, you're gonna want to bring back Rask when he's healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Or are you just not? What's well, funny that felt um, like this was kind of like starter money and it uh-huh. made sense for this year but for four years it's like is he gonna be your starter in year two three and four in yeah. this contract i guess that's the thought that maybe he might be or maybe you just are banking that he'll be good enough to trade him if rask is healthy and is rask a ufa yeah but they have they and they haven't signed him no i think they probably won't until he's yeah I mean, I don't think he's going anywhere. I was like, someone you know? else should fucking. Well, maybe, yeah. Maybe, I mean, I mean this is a little bit of insurance, right? Because someone else just fucking good. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Interesting. It's very interesting. I looked at Allmark's numbers like a couple days ago because I was like, "Isn't this dude shit?" And apparently, not. Not, not no. Yeah, Buffalo. He was actually all right. He had a winning great. record. Is the one thing I keep hearing, which is incredible with Buffalo. Yeah. Um, and like, like over a nine fourteen. Yeah, like over a nine ten. Yeah. I was like, okay, you're pretty really, good, pretty legit. Um, and then Taylor Hall, they have four years, six million per. I think. I can't remember if it was Sean or Chris Johnston, Sean McIndoe or Chris Johnston or one of those guys, Ryan Lambert. Yeah, but they talked about like, I don't hate many of their moves for this year. I think they're going to be fine, but like they are moving in the wrong direction long term. Um, They just don't have anyone like, so what's his name? David Krejci isn't coming back. Right. We learned today because he just wants to play over it in the check. I think wants to be closer to his family and stuff over there and makes sense. And he mm-hmm. said that it's, it's, he's leaving the NHL for now, he said. But, um, yeah, you lose a guy like that who just did a lot of work for you. You've got Brad Marchand. You have um, Patrice Bergeron both getting older every year, as we all do. Um, and I just like how much – you already got Char, was already gone. It's like how much more of this core that pushed you, you know, to a cup in 2011 and the cup finals in 2013 and – 2019, how much gas do they have left? Yeah, and their defense is McAvoy, who's going to be due his extension in a year. Um, Carlo, Grizzlick, Forbort, Riley, Clifton, which is like, it's not terrible, but it certainly isn't like a cup-winning defense, mm-hmm. I wouldn't think. Um, you've got McAvoy due an extension in a year. Bergeron's the UFA in a year. Pasternak is going to be a 27-year-old free agent in two oh, yeah. years. He's going to require, I mean, a gobs of cash. Yeah, god, a shocking amount of money. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. I the Bruins seem to always find a way to remain relevant, mm-hmm. and I guess they just will continue to probably because that's how good organizations work. But. Seems like some questionable moves there. Mm. Buffalo Sabres. Ugh. I mean, do we even do the misery index this year? It's just like... Well, I, honestly, I feel like they made, like, all right moves. They made some smart moves, but, but it, it's just like their goaltending tandem is going to be Craig Anderson and Aaron Dell. It wasn't enough. They kind of made, like, moves to be like, see, we're tanking everyone. You're welcome. And it's yeah. like, okay, so you know you're bad, which I guess is good. Kevin Adams, well done, but it's like, but you didn't do enough to, like, really tank? Yeah. But you kind of did, I don't know, it's this weird, I don't know if they're trying to be mediocre, or they're trying to be bad. Yeah. And I don't think they've really committed to either one. Yeah, they got too much for Rasmus Ristolainen, they got too little for Sam Reinhart, and now the Eichel thing is gonna kind of make or break their franchise. I mean, honestly, I don't want to put too much stock in it, but, like, if they can get a Zegris or a Byfield... Um, or something like that, or I guess Peyton Krebs. I didn't think that highly of Peyton Krebs, but everybody's talking about Vegas like he's like, oh, you got to get Peyton Peyton Krebs out of there. So like, (laughs) if you can do one of those things, like good. But like, if you're if you're waiting this long, that means teams aren't like falling over themselves to get him. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you're talking like. Not even as bad as the O'Reilly deal was, but like if you just like let's say it's Anaheim, but it's not Trevor Zegris or Jamie Drysdale, mm-hmm. then you're kind of screwed. Like you know, <laughs> I mean, you can hope to win this 
you know, the lottery next year and try to get shame right too. But like, have you laid enough groundwork to do that and be okay? Yeah. You know, Owen Power, I guess, Rasmus Dahlin, can they win the lottery next year? I guess they must be able to. And then I it's, so. and then it's like one more year that they can't. Oh no. Cause this year didn't apply. I think this was the last year of the mm. old rules. Maybe. Yeah. Um, that's weird. But yeah, Craig Anderson and Aaron Dell as your goalie tandem. Horrifying. <laughs> uh, Vinny. So what happened to Uka Pekka Lukanen? I guess he's good? still coming, but I guess they just it's don't want to like throw oh, him into okay. the wolves. I feel like every Although year he I hear was about him. a Sudbury wolf, oh. if I remember correctly, so maybe he's used really? to that. Interesting. Even though he's Finnish, yeah. Um, I remember playing against him in the old uh, chill <laughs> I game. I remember playing against him when I played they, in the, the <laughs> in CHL. The I was a uh, what's the one North Bay Battalion, and they mm. suck. <laughs> I do uh, like being on the bad teams. Oh, yeah, for sure. What I was going to say about Eichel is, like, the longer this goes, obviously, like, they're gonna, the asking price is going to have to come down if they want to move him. But the longer it goes, too, I feel like the longer he goes without getting the surgery he wants to get. Yeah. So, like, the longer that goes, his price has to go down because the team's like, yo, I'll take Eichel, but now he's not going to play for, like, four, four months, months or yeah. whatever. Like, so now you've, you've, you're screwing me on this guy that I don't even get to use right away. Yep. Yep. Uh, Sam Reinhart got Devin Levi, who I think is a good goalie and a first-round pick. Devin Levi uh, most notoriously kind of carried the freight for the Canadian uh, World Junior team last year. was pretty sensational until they still lost to America. <laughs> How you doing? But <laughs> um, they, uh, you know, he still had a great showing. And a first-round pick, you can't sneeze at it, but I think the Panthers are hoping that it's... Uh, not a good one I like, and i think it's 20s. top 10 protected which yeah, is, is silly like if you're if that's all you're getting for sam reinhardt you can maybe spot them top three protected but not top 10 I know, like... come on man uh and then they got will butcher in a fifth round pick for future considerations just a little clap cap clearing move Will for... butcher great rookie season yeah not so good um... since um He's kind of like Jimmy VC, where it's like, oh, that's a hot college yeah, free agent. Right. And then they had a good first year, but then they fell off like a stone. Butcher's uh, connected to who? Kerfoot? Is that what the switch was? Kerfoot yes. Kerfoot and Butcher? Yep. Okay. Now both are gone from those teams and have been for some time. Mm-hmm. I guess, well, Butcher hasn't been. He's only been a couple of days. But <laughs> it must feel like that when you're in Buffalo m- Sabres. Moving on to the Calgary Flames, another team that's just like, what y'all doing? Right. They got Trevor Lewis. Who cares? They got Blake Coleman six years at a $4.9 million cap hit. How can you... like? I don't understand the NHL. Everyone knew that somebody was going to do this. And everyone knew that it was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And yet it still happens. How come that stuff just never happens? People love paying I would for rather you give I would rather you give Blake Coleman two years at six and a half million dollars. Mm. That to me it's like if you if you really think that you can round out your roster, if you're like a Blake Coleman away from a cup and you have the space, then jack up the price tag and get him in for a year or two, but don't give him six years. And what's that, to drive the AAV down? Then what would that have been on a three-year deal? Seven and a half million? <laughs> what? No. I don't even, like, uh, 
That's what I mean. If you gave them two years, you can laugh them out the front door and be like, dude, we're not giving you over six. And it's like, you gotta, you gotta be able to come down to a number that makes sense. We're going to give you on a short contract. And I'm guessing all these other teams are probably willing to give them like four or five. So like maybe the sixth year is enough to get them on your team, but it's, that's the that's the deal in like fantasy hockey, right? Mm-hmm. Or anything where you're bidding and all of a sudden you bid a little too high and you're like, oh, hopefully someone will come in and take it from me and no one does. Mm-hmm. And he's like, sorry, you're stuck with me now. I'm Blake Coleman and I'm on your team for <laughs> five, no, six years. Um, peop- these GMs really love like playoff grit. Oh, they love it. Like if you're a gritty third liner or fourth liner and you won the playoffs and maybe you scored a couple key goals, you're like, oh boy. We need you on our team. And that's the thing about Calgary, too, is I'm like, Blake Coleman, I'm sure, is a fine regular season player. Mm-hmm. Seems like he's real focused on like him being a big playoff performer. Calgary, I think you need to try and get into the playoffs. Like, I don't know if you're even a lock for the playoffs. I can't believe that this team that we hear every year talked about needing like a complete culture change, like in terms of their core. Like, Johnny Goudreau doesn't try hard enough, and Sean Monaghan's not good enough. And, I mean, even uh, Matthew Kachuk, they're like, he doesn't quite fit in here because he's, like, too intense or whatever. Um, we have all these guys here, and they're just, you know, they're not getting it done. Um, they're And every year, they're like, they're, they need to gut that thing. Like, you hear it on, like, yeah. 31 Thoughts, hear it on whatever. They're like, if, if they don't do well this year, heads are going to roll. And every year they don't do well enough, and every year no heads roll. I'm just waiting for Goudreau or Monahan or somebody to be traded because I think it was Adam Wilde on the Steve Dangle podcast was like they've got the talent there. He's like they just need like they just need that one extra thing. I'm like I don't think it's one. I don't think Calgary's one thing away from yeah. that team clicking, and I think it's very evident. They're not even close. They're like, nowhere. Close. Like I, that team is a zero threat to me. I don't. Like, in this, in that, in Canada, in the Pacific, like they'll win games, they'll look good doing it. Johnny Gaudreau gets seventy plus points this year, and when they hit the playoffs, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care if I played them. I'd be you like, gave this is up easy. Your best individual player, and I know for nothing, mm-hmm. and I know he's old. Mm-hmm. But Marchio Dano, like if they were one piece away before Marchio Dano left, they're keep five them. pieces away <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> It's so bad. Jacob Markstrom wasn't good there last year. They're not... I, I didn't hear him say that. I guess I stopped right before that because I think they were talking mm-hmm. about the Flames. But they are nowhere close to one piece away. Unless that piece is Connor McDavid. Then maybe they're one piece like, away. They just need like, that something. He's like, they have it there. They just got to put it together. I'm like, I think it's going to take a lot of putting together. Yeah. Who even plays defense on this team? Like, I don't uh, even know. Noah Hannafin, Rasmus Anderson, and Christopher Tanev. Fuck. Yeah. Like, just no. <laughs> like, no oh, way, and, man. Oh, and Nikita Zadorov. Excuse oh, yeah. me. Oh, like, just no way, man. Yeah, it's that team's not good. They're not. I wouldn't even give them a strong playoff chance in the Pacific. I yeah. just don't think. I don't think they're good. You know. Um, they uh, did get Nikita Zadorov for yeah. a third round pick. Great, so. great uh, jerseys. I love their jerseys. Solid, yes. Yeah, makes nice. me really sad. Yeah, I wish uh, they were to good. know that they lose. Exactly. That they big lose. <laughs> a big L for the Calgary Flames. Speaking of big L's, it's oh, the Carolina Hurricanes. One of the biggest. Probably the biggest, I would say, of this off season. Just. You, for a while there, you forgot that Tom Dundon was still there, right. you know? 
And this year, this it just came screaming back. <laughs> just loud and clear. Yeah. Like, it's almost like he just had to put a stamp on the whole team and remind everyone mm, that he's forgotten. a crazy bastard lunatic who made all his money during the subprime mortgage crisis. crisis through predatory loans. Let's not... Predatory loans. Let's not forget that. Um... And now he gets to spend that money to ruin a cool, fun hockey team. But not too much money. No, 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 no. Only his only his chosen amount of money. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't spend $3 million on N- Nedeljkovic, yep. but they will spend $6.5 million on Frederick Anderson and Auntie Ranta. By the way, I would have loved to sign Antti Ranta for 2 by 2 to be our backup because I really don't trust Huso. But apparently, Doug Armstrong does. Um, they get Frederick Anderson and Antti Ranta. Admittedly, both only signed for two years. But I just, I'm never going to get that Nadelkovich move. And I know the I know that, you know, Chris Johnson is like, well, they just, I don't think they believe that he could deliver as a number one goalie. But Frederick Anderson can at this point. Yeah, you've seen You had Peter Morazic for three years, four years, five years. You think he was going to do it? Like, I just don't get it. Ian Cole, like, I like that addition. I wish the, that's not the one of the very few free agent contracts where I was like, oh, that would have been kind of cool if the boys had done that, mm. you know? Um, Jordan Martinuk coming back as a re-signing for $1.8 million. It's fine. Even though whatever. I'm pretty sure he said he was like, I'm leaving. Yeah, I thought he was, but whatever. Um, and then obviously the big elephant in the room is the Tony D'Angelo one year, one million dollar thing. Um, I guess the bright side is you only have him for one year. It's, uh, I was thinking about this today. It's like, I don't know. I'm not conflicted. Like no organization should sign Tony D'Angelo or no, nor should any organization have drafted Logan Malou. But it's like at the same time, like I understand from a GM's point of view where it's like I'm practically stealing this guy, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. like from an on ice perspective, getting Tony D'Angelo for one million dollars for a year. Yeah, for a guy that was making like five feels million. like highway robbery, you know, and same for like Logan Malou getting him. At 30th overall or wherever they drafted 31st overall, mm. that feels like you're robbing the bank. Yeah. But, like, God, it's just such a garbage pail move. I think for Carolina especially because they, like... They've branded themselves so much as the fun team. Yeah, like... A bunch I... of jerks and all that stuff. Like, they've been so intentional with that, and it's like... Bye-bye, you just literally <laughs> flushed all your fans' goodwill down the toilet. That's the thing. Like He feels like a Vancouver Canucks move where you're like, oh, Vancouver, why? And you're like, oh, because it's Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And then you just forget about it. Like, yep. Yeah. But because like Carolina's the fun, happy, like I think someone said, like it's everyone's second team sort of mm-hmm. thing. And then they go and do this, and you're like, man, this is really... It just makes it hard to like you for this reason. Yeah. And it, and if it had only been Tony D'Angelo, I think it would still be, Ugh, but people would be like, well, what yeah. a big misstep. But it was also Nadelkovic. It was also just like playing hard, you know, hardball with all their RFAs and stuff. We can only give you so much money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it just comes off as real scummy where it's like, yeah. we're trying to save a quick buck. We're trying to make this team better. And I'm also like D'Angelo on on ice perspective probably does make your team better. 
because he's, I mean, he's an offensive threat. But I feel like, especially the goaltending, those two, those two goalies are like giant injury, mm-hmm. like just walking injuries. Yep. So like, do they have a like whoever's their AHL? Their uh, I don't even know what it is. Like Charlottetown Checkers, whatever. Not anymore. What it's the now? Chicago Wolves, I think. Oh really? Man, that's yeah. always the Chicago Wolves for yeah. somebody. Yep. Whoever's their Chicago Wolves starter uh, needs to be ready to play significant time with Carolina because there's a good possibility both those goalies get injured at the mm-hmm. same time this year. Um, I don't know. It just it felt it feels like Carolina's a good team, and they're kind of close, but they're also like kind of not me. close. Did yeah. they not lose somebody else? Who did they? Who got picked off their team? Was it no? Oh, it was Jake Bean. Jake Bean. They traded and Morgan Geeky. I oh, think that's they right. lost for free. Did they lose anybody else? I swear they did, but I'm maybe not. Oh, um, and then uh, Dougie Hamilton's gone. Oh yeah, big like, one. Yeah, yeah, good call. I, I was like, fuck. Like they just. I think they got. I'm pretty sure they got worse. Huh. And and they morally degraded themselves in the process. And maybe that's what it is. It's like they got worse <laughs> and they kind of just don't care. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, you got worse on the ice and in your fan base's eyes. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, eh, you'll be fine. And it's like, uh, I don't know. That's really hard to do in like yeah. a southern. Like, um, I don't know, mid-tier small market, a small market, a southern small market that you've built a lot of goodwill with. And it's like, it's more like an event. And then you win them over and you go, and also there's hockey sort of deal. And if you like shit on that fan base and they don't want to come anymore, like, you know, hockey in the South can topple over real quick. And if you're not good enough, it's going to topple over real quick. And it just feels like you need to always be kind of like keeping that fan base engaged because like you can do some real shitty stuff in toronto as they always do but people will always show up you know same thing like minnesota or boston or whatever but if you're in in carolina you're in florida and you're like ah we're we're fuckers now we just do whatever we want Mm -hmm. we're not very good but you'll still show up it's like "Mm -mm, yeah mm -mm." nah i think there's plenty to do in charlotte well no they're in raleigh right yeah yeah probably still though (laughs) uh yeah it's not a good look. Chicago, we talked about the Seth Jones stuff a lot last week. Horrible mistake. Um, Did we just, talk about the just, extension, though? Yeah, yeah, because it was part no, and parcel, I think. Either I mean, that's that's a franchise crippling move. You just destroyed your franchise. <laughs> that's so bad. It's one of those things that when you look at it, I think we did talk about it last week, you look at it and you think to yourself, this is really bad. But then you're like, but a bunch of people made this decision in like a room or whatever. And I'm just some guy. I'm some yeah. schmuck. So like, I must be wrong. They yeah. have to be right. And the more you look at it, you're like, no, I think it's the NHL uh, men that are wrong. Because yeah. I can't. Am I out of touch? No. no it's yeah. the children. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm like, I can't believe people that like know about hockey, know yeah. about business, thought this is a good idea. I mean, listen, it's really no... I don't mean to disrespect Seth Jones. He's a very fine NHL defenseman. Mm-hmm. You pay him $6.5 million a year? Great. Mm-hmm. You don't trade Adam Boquist and two firsts and then pay him $9.5 million a year? At least we're talking. But you got... You made your future worse. And the, it's also the team. It's also like the Blackhawks having the audacity to think they're one Seth Jones mm-hmm. away from being relevant. They traded Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook and finally unloaded two mm. 
cumbersome, to say the least, contracts. And now they just do this. And it's just like, what are you thinking? And then they trade uh, nothing to get Marc-Andre Fleury, who might not even play for them. Which, oh, that's right. Please, Mark. Please retire. That would be... I don't want his career to end that way. And we'll talk about Vegas on the other side of this, <laughs> being the crap bag team they are. But, like... Oh, God, that would be amazing. Um, they traded Brent Seabrook and got Tyler Johnson, which I, I think Tyler Johnson means more to the Blackhawks than he did to the Lightning. Mm-hmm. I think he can be a serviceable player there, even if he's overpaid he's also, a little bit. He's also very small, yeah. which fits the right That's perfect. I perfect. love that. Um, I, love, I have always liked Jujar Kara for no real good reason. Um, so good for mm-hmm. them to get him. Keeping Gaudet is fine. But just like that, that Jones deal, like... I don't know how you win a cup with that deal on your roster. Hmm. I think I heard this is all just because they think we have Kane and Taves for what, like two more years uh-huh. each? And they're like, we we want to go for it while they're here. And I was like, do but a better you, job. But you fucking can't yeah. now. You can't do it. You just like anchored yourself. Yeah. You couldn't have gotten a good player for Boquist and two firsts if that's what you were going to do. God. You know? They paid him like. At least, they paid him at least $2.5 million more than they should have. You couldn't have gotten Matthew Kachuk for Boquist and two firsts. Mm. Jack Eichel even, hypothetically. The the trade was awful, the signing was awful. It was like you couldn't have done good on either of those. Yeah, nope, apparently not. I mean, but but good for them, though. Uh-huh. Like, I enjoy that they've shot themselves. Yeah. I I'd say in the foot, but I think they did it square in the head. <laughs> it's very enjoyable. Colorado Avalanche brought back Gabriel Landis-Cog. Thanks for nothing, NHL. <laughs> no. I don't even, like, I don't even, uh. I don't even really, like, regret that he's not here, although yeah. that would have been fun. But, like, just the drama for nothing. I know. Although, every week where it was like, oh, no, they've talked to picked up. And then literally the next day they'd be like, he's personally angry and just like you can't believe this when all that happened to the blues that led to our captain getting right the hell out of here (laughs) no that happened Uh, to the avalanche i think that's what annoyed me was Uh like so normally normally this gabriel landiscog thing does play out like this yeah and so that's just how i thought the petrangelo thing was gonna go i'm like okay we're getting down to the wire but i know what it is Mm. we'll come through we'll be like nine one yeah we'll be fine i'll say that's a little much but oh well Mm -hmm. and then it's like no he left and i'm like what that's, I mean, that's how I remember feeling. They're like, no, he's a UFA now. And I'm like, oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he just left. And then I was like, maybe that'll happen to Landis Cog this year because it happened to Petrangelo last year. Uh-huh. And no, it just fell right back into lockstep yeah. where they're like, no, I'm staying. Right the night before free agency, the way it was intended from the birth of time. It's not Greg Wyshynski's fault. But anytime I see him tweet or talk about, like, I always say, you know, he always goes, I always say, you know, UFAs don't want to move because. They, you know, their stuff is where they're at now. They don't mm-hmm. want to move all their stuff. And I'm always like, could you have perhaps told that to fucking Alex yeah. Petrangelo? Because <laughs> he didn't seem to care. Well, he's Alex Petrangelo of the NHL, and he's a hockey fan. Yeah. Way, so. he, that's true. And he a could, Honda fan. He could probably fit all his stuff in that Honda. That's probably right. <laughs> you know what? Uh, he probably did. He probably just took it across country. What's that, like a probably a 16, 20-hour drive to mm-hmm. Vegas? That's a long one. Uh, you probably actually would have to stay in Denver for a night before you complete the journey. <laughs> Kale McCarr, uh, so it was eight years, seven million for Landis Cog. Great, great number. You worry about the back end of that, but at that point, you've extended McKinnon. Mm-hmm. You're talking about another McCarr extension. Like, 
you're not. This is your window to win right here in the next year or two. So, right. like, you know, deal it. with it when you can. Kale McCarr, six years, nine million. I don't think anybody. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a huge number, but you're buying a couple UFA years. Um, he's real good, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, uh, I would be happy to sign, to have a Kale McCarr and have to sign him to that, you know? Right. Uh, and then the the Darcy Kemper trade, Philip Grubauer going to the Kraken, we'll talk about. But uh, trading a first in Connor Timmons for Darcy Kemper, it's a shocking return. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it and you break it down and you say you're trading a first that you're hoping will be in the 30s. Yeah. And a defenseman who has no path to your top four. Yeah. At least for two more years. At least for two more years, they've got Makar, Devin Taves, uh, who's the tiny one, Sam oh, Gerrard, yeah. and um, Bone Byram. Even if he's Shit. even yeah. if he's third pairing and Eric Johnson is top I was like, four. What of Eric Johnson? Yeah, like if if EJ is healthy, like Connor Timmins ain't got a spot except bottom pairing, you know, mm-hmm. which is like fine, but like you can do, have Curtis McDermott do that or whoever, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, great return for... Huge for Bill Armstrong. I'm not minimizing that at all. But, like, I don't think it's that criminal to give up when you're the avalanche and, like, you don't have a goalie at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, Pavel Francouz has been pretty good, but are you going to trust him after an injury season to just be your number one? Of course not. Uh, And Kemper's real good. Darcy Kemper, very, very good. So, like, I don't mind it that much. I assume they thought they were going to keep Grubauer. But they basically, in the process of giving all this up, also bought five years of cap flexibility. That's true. You're going to have to end up paying them six million. It's interesting. I think I'd gun to my head rather have Darcy Kemper than Grubauer anyway. I think Kemper's slightly better. So, like, it, you know, it just doesn't. It's a lot when you just look at it, but when you kind of break down the circumstances, it feels like a lot less. They're an interesting team because I feel like they are sort of, in a weird way, like the Maple Leafs where they have like a big four where uh. one of them's on defense or whatever, and they lost a lot of the supporting cast mm-hmm. though. Like they lost Don Skoy, they lost Saad, um, they lost like Belmar, they lost uh, whoever else. I know there was somebody else they had there. Yeah. Who got grabbed off their team. Oh, Don Skoy did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they, but they're so good anyways. You said their, Sod, right? Yeah. Okay. Don Scoy. I'm just gonna do all of them. Belmar. Belmar again. <laughs> Patrick Nemeth. I think yeah. Patrick Nemeth left. And then I mean Grubauer, but obviously yeah. they made up for that. But it, also it, Don Scoy. <laughs> Don Scoy's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe Sack. Yeah. No longer <laughs> plays for that team. <laughs> uh, uh, Forsberg, you know, yeah. not, no longer there. Just all the way back. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I think they'll be fine. But it was kind of shocking to see how many people did depart that uh-huh. team. I was like, oh wow, that's quite a few. Who was the one? Oh, Milan Hayduk. He's also. <laughs> I was going to say Jonas Donskoy, as we used to call him in college, Hedge Duck. You know, shout out, <laughs> shout out, Avs correspondent Jordan. We used to call him Hedge Duck. A lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, I mean they're still a top, yeah. top, 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 top tier contender. But they lost some depth, uh, didn't they? Get. I don't think you have it on here, but didn't they sign Darren Helm today for like one million dollars? Really? I think that's like fine. Yeah. That's like for 
a good Is depth Darren player. Is Darren like 49? <laughs> Probably, Didn't yeah. he win cups with Detroit in 2003? Darren Helm age. 2002? 34. Maybe it's just because he won he the was, Stanley Cup in 2008. He must have been a child. I was going to say, maybe it's because the last time he, they oh, were yeah, in our division, 21. we played him and I remember his name. I was mm, like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But I think that's a good ad for, like, a depth piece, you know. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's Sod is a big loss for them. Grubauer, obviously, I think they've mostly offset with Kemper. Yeah, I was going to be worried if they... Don's Donskoy's not there anymore. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, like you said, it's similar to Tam- Toronto, except I think they are deeper. They also have freaking Alex Newhook. He's just going to come up and oh, take yeah. one of those spots and... Probably like uh, Shane Bowers, I think, isn't like they've got a lot. Okay, of, they're fine. Yeah. They're, in fact, they've gotten better. They've, they've improved. Don Skoy was holding that team oh, back. Oh, God, that got Don Skoy's out of there. Uh, there are people listening to this who think this is some guy named like Don SKOW <laughs> or something. Don Skoy's car dealership. Don Skoy Cadillac in Glendale. <laughs> uh,. The Columbus Blue Jackets added Sean Corrali for four years at $2.5 million. Why did it take a four-year contract to <laughs> sign Sean Corrali? Boone Jenner got four years at $3.75 million. And Patrick Wine got his qualifying <laughs> offer. You're right over yeah, there. I'm sorry. He was a Boone that got you? Or are you reading something? <laughs> I just thought of it. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Okay. We'll get there. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Patrick Weinig signed his qualifying offer. Good for him. And you know what? Zach Wawrinski, six years, $9.58 million. It's too much money. But Columbus got to keep somebody sometime. Just see his quotes. He was talking about, like, I love Columbus, and I don't know where you'd rather be. And I was like, oh, that's so nice of you. It's like anywhere, though. Like, yeah, have you seen anywhere, Columbus? But thank you. Um, yeah. Columbus like St. Louis without the arch, though. Yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah, for sure. I feel I feel for some of those cities. Uh-huh. I'm like I'm here for you, buddy. Yeah. Indianapolis, I'm here for you. <laughs> we got your back, Cincinnati. Yeah. You know, Cleveland. Those are the ones where like that's in a movie, and they're like Cleveland We're going downtown. and Cincinnati probably considerably bigger than Salem. Oh yeah, yeah. But they'll be like, I'm going to downtown Cleveland. I'm like, No, you're not. No, There's no downtown no. Cleveland. You're going closer to the lake. That's <laughs> all you're doing. Where the big buildings uh, are, but not downtown. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you know, seeing that come across, I'm excited for him. You're buying his 20s. You're not You're yeah. not buying any 30s. Well, I guess maybe like the, ta- the very first part of his 30-year-old <laughs> season. But like... You have him for literally like the best years. Yeah. I think that's cool. And look, if he's a right, right shot defenseman, right? Mm. If you want to trade him, you can trade him. Somebody apparently they're just giving away. They're just like giving anything for a right-handed defenseman. Well, so. by by year five or six, you know the cap will probably have risen by then. So yeah, like, well, the way they're spending is probably going to rise in a year or two. Yeah, so like, like nine point five million will be a little bit more palatable at that point too. And then swapping Cam Atkinson for Jacob Voracek makes more sense. Coming for the home. Flyers to me, but um, I guess Vorchek's more of a distributor and can play with line A, which will be a very malcontented line, <laughs> but uh, I like what the Blue Jackets did. I think they did all right. Nothing yeah. too exciting, but they did get a killing in the Jones deal. The Stars continue to somehow get older. I don't know how a team that is already that old could get older, but they brought in... 
Ryan Sutter, four years, $3.65 million, and a full no-move clause, suicidal contract. <laughs> He's 36. How do you think, this is a guy that just got bought out. Listen, I know we all agreed they sh- he had he was still valuable. Yeah, he's got value. But like this is a guy that just got bought out. Let's give him the same term. Well, I guess there's like one or two years less maybe, but like the same term and 3.65 million and a full no move, which I guess he wanted, he probably expected, he probably demanded. Because yeah, he's like, I'm, I don't but want like this that, to happen again. To me, that's where the Armstrong thing of like, all right, dude, you're not getting one, so see you. We'll talk to the next guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would make an exception for Alex Petrangelo. But if 36-year-old Ryan Sutter's like, dude, I need a full new no-move clause, then you got to be like, dude, I need a different defenseman. <laughs> see, <laughs> you know? Um, Brayden Holtby also coming uh, ben Bishop starting the year on LTIR, LTIR. I don't know if he's ever going to play again. It's kind of sad. I really thought he was going to retire. Yeah. Um, and Mira Heiskanen gets the eight-year, $8.45 million extension, which now there's it, a deal. in the light of these last few that have come down the pike, getting that done in advance of those, pretty smart. Not bad. At only age Is he 22. number 45? Oh, I could sure. see that probably. That seems His right. kids and their numbers yeah. and their contracts. Uh, you take actually like $5,000 a year, $50,000 a year less to have your number in it. I'd want like, I'd make them do like eight, you know, eight million and be like point six 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 just to like mess with somebody. <laughs> and they're like, I can't, Miro, I can't do that. Then I do not sign. Jim Nail is like a super duper Christian. He's yeah. like, I will not be doing yeah, the point six 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 Miro. I will do point twelve for Gosh the darn it, disciples. Miro. No. Gee dang it. Uh, they also brought in Yanni Hockenpah today, I believe. Oh. For three years at one point five million per former blue. They've got like a thousand fins there, and that's why people were like, that's why it's so comfortable there. It's like somebody offered to pay Yanni Hockenpah three years. $4.5 million, of course they're excited. Like, yeah, I'll do it, baby. So, I don't know with the stars. They just got older. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they still got I mean, Sutter's players. a nice nice addition. Who else they lose, though? They lost, like, Cogliano? Went to, like, uh-huh. San Jose? Like, they that's get a guy. Sniped. Jason Dickinson, was that Oh, it? yeah, Jason Dickinson gone. Yeah, who cares? Big who cares. They've got Joel Lesbanos, who can come in. Um, who's the one that's not... Dickinson Robertson, Jason Robertson. They have yeah, because who's the Robertson? Nick, Nick is the to- Nick Toronto. Yeah, one. they have Jason Robertson. Okay, and he was the runner-up for the Callers. So. Yeah, he should have won, Stephen. <sighs> it would be hilarious if Kaprizov came, won the Calder, and just pieced right back to the game. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to snipe this Calder Good, from you. Goodbye. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings are relevant. Signed by a suitor, Sam Gagne, Mark Stahl, fine. The Edmonton Oilers... Did you want to linger on the Red Wings? No. Okay. The Edmonton Oilers get Derek Ryan, two years, $1.25 million. Cody Cece. Uh, Horrifying. <laughs> Ken Holland. Not great. Horrifying. Their defense... Horrifying. <laughs> Tyson Berry, four, three years, four point five million. 
Mike Smith, two years, two point two million. Seven years, five point five million for Zach Hyman. Way too long, way too much money. But he's gonna look good next to Connor McDavid for a few years, and that's all you really care about because Connor McDavid's gonna demand a trade in a few years. They have built in the worst defense I could conceive of building. And like they're gonna have to win games like seven six, which I guess they're like cool. We yeah, can, we can score seven goals, so it's possible yeah. for us. It's like if I gave Ken Collins a set of Lincoln Logs and said, build me a cabin, I wouldn't have a lot of hope for him, you know? But I wouldn't expect to come back into the room and he had just <laughs> pissed himself and the Lincoln Logs were nowhere to be found and there was just like a skunk on the table for no discernible reason. The skunk is crying. <laughs> the skunk is crying and is holding on to a jersey of Brandon Sutter. For, I don't know why, but he is. That, this defense is terrible. I looked up the RAPM charts, the the bar charts that I love to tweet out, and it's terrible. They're all bad. Darnell Nurse is good. Darnell Darnell Nurse, Nurse, poor bastard. The one saving grace. So, so, so. Do they still have Chris Russell? Yeah. Wow. Wow. So they have Darnell Nurse, they have Duncan Keith, they have Cody Cece, they have Tyson Berry, they have... Oscar Quefbaum, who's not going to play. Yeah, yeah. Chris Russell, yeah. and then poor Evan Bouchard, who gets to be the hope for the future. <laughs> Imagine coming into that defense and being like, fix it, Evan! Good <laughs> And then you got to hope that And then Mike they Smith... traded Ethan Bear and yeah. Caleb Jones. You have to hope Mike Smith is like half, at least even as half as good as he was last year. Uh-huh. And if he's not, you have, who's the other guy that they st- still don't even have signed? Or do they have signed? And they're trying to trade, possibly. Oh, Koskinen? Yeah. Yeah, he's signed. Okay. And they're going to apparently they... keep him. <laughs> Great. This team might go Ethan Bear, Caleb Jones, and Jujar Kara in the same offseason. Kind of surprised they didn't sign Tony D'Angelo. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, <laughs> I can't believe that they have Zach Hyman. I've already heard people be like, he's going to be really good on the line. You'll see. I'm like, that's. I don't doubt that. You idiots. Like, that line was the one thing you didn't need to improve. I know, you didn't need to like, prop I... up Connor McDavid with fucking Zach Hyman. <laughs> They're like, well, we've really improved the Connor McDavid line. I mean, I know that he wants support, and I get that, but doesn't he want to play on a team? <laughs> like, on an actual team! I know, like, can you imagine, like, yo, dude, who's on the second line? Like, no, 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 Connor, it's, you're all we need. He's like, no, I need, we need more. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins is fine, but, like, in light of the cast, or the Hyman contract, it becomes less fine. They're paying 125 they're paying $21 million to Leon and Connor, worth every penny, right? Worth yeah, more yeah. than that. But then they're paying an additional $10 million, $10.1 million to Hyman and frickin' Nugent Hopkins. So you're paying $31 million to those four guys. And then, let's not forget, $34 million if you include Zach frickin' Cassian. I don't... Why, there is not a Canadian team that is well run right now. That's crazy. The best managed 
Canadian team from an on-ice perspective is the one that just prostituted their soul in front of the eyes of a watchful nation, who I'm sure we'll talk about longer here in a second. But, like, it's so bad. Oh, also, not not to discredit them, the second best, maybe the best run NHL uh, team in Canada, the freaking Ottawa Senators. That's the one team like, yeah, you're doing all right. Look at you. They're at least headed consistently in the right direction, even if they're digging out of a 10,000-foot tunnel. I was like, yeah, we'll get to them, but I'm really surprised they didn't make any like crazy-ass moves. It's like, oh, wow, look at you just kind of doing nothing and yeah. sticking to the plan. Yeah. Can you imagine if they actually had Bo and Byram and hadn't given that up? They'd be, they'd be in prime position, baby. <laughs> the Oilers... They don't make the playoffs. I'm I'm almost willing to guarantee it right now. Mike Smith, like they're hoping that Mike Smith has the same Vesna caliber season he had at 38 that he's going to have it again at 39. That's like, that's the hope for the entire team. And if it doesn't happen, they screw it. I I think they'll eke in, but then they'll just be disappointing us all yet again. Yeah, I mean they'll eke in maybe because it's the friggin' Pacific. Uh, do but... you think Connor McDavid ever asked for a trade, or do you think no. he's Mindless. He's a Canadian. No, he's just he's just gonna. Sit He'll talk there. about how he wish he could in his book when he's like ninety. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I really hated it there, and blah blah blah. But yeah. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't yeah. good conscience ask for it. Yeah, this is like I felt this way about Mike Trout. Mike Trout, no denying, generational superstar, but actually deeply disappointing that he resigned with the oh, yeah, Angels. Does. You know, even though they finally look like they're maybe on the right path. They got, but they've got the two biggest stars in baseball by miles and miles, and nobody cares about them <laughs> still. Stuck. Um, and that's pretty similar to Edmonton, really. They've got two of the biggest star and another top ten star, and they're irrelevant. How sad is that? They're locked up. The Florida Panthers are not locked up. They're real good. They got, but they spent some money in some weird ways this year. Three years, four million for Carter Verhage. Everybody loves Carter Verhage, but is he worth that? I don't know. Uh, Brandon Montour, three years, three point five million. I guess that's fine. The Sam Bennett one's the one that I'm really like. You gonna give it? It feels very Marco Scandella. It's like a guy had a good four weeks, five weeks mm. with your team, and you're giving him a four. True. By seventeen point seven million dollar contract, I know he was a top ten pick and all that. I'm but... surprised only twenty five. I guess because uh-huh. when he got picked was what twenty fourteen. Yeah, so I guess you still got to be kind of young. I mean, I guess if you're betting on the upside there and you're like, oh, I think he's gonna keep up what he kept, what he did, then you're saving a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but it just seems like a risk. Lucas Carlson, Noah Juleson, uh, who feels like he's got a great e-cigarette uh, endorsement <laughs> in his future. Um, Anthony Duclair resigns there. That was a feel good thing. And Gustav Forsling. Um, I think Florida's going to keep being real good. I think mm. they're probably the team that keeps the Maple Leafs out of the playoffs. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Spencer Knight, that's the only big question mark there is what's their goaltending going to look like? Um, but if he's ready to shoulder the load, then they're fine because they can't, they don't have to pay him a ton yet. You can eat a few more years of Bobrovsky's contract and then buy him out or whatever you got to do. The Kings. A lot of people like what the Kings did. I sure don't. How do you feel about it? 
Uh, yeah, I was going to say the signing Philip Denota six years, 5.5 million per, was like, again, too long, too much. It's the old UFA saying for all of them, but it was like, is this kind of your, is this your big move to mm-hmm. kind of try and push you guys over the edge to being like in a playoff, in playoff contention at least again? And I just don't think it is. And I think it's just money misallocated to a, like defensive specialist, right? Like Philip Deneau is not a big scoring threat. At least he wasn't in the playoffs this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then signing Alexander Edler just one year, but again, it's like an aging defenseman who's just kind of there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I feel like the moves they made were all right, but I feel like they could have done something else. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just felt like I felt like they should have made moves, and the moves they made were wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Deneau one is just like, maybe he's got more scoring in him than he showed, but I don't know how you can justify paying that much for a defensive guy. Well, let's think, we'll talk about that third... again later with a former boys friend of ours, but like... <laughs> he's like a third pair, or he's your third line center, be behind Byfield Kopitar and, and yeah, Kopitar. Byfield, and it's like, you're going to pay him five and a half million dollars? Yeah. To be that and like on the PK. Yeah, and the problem is he's still going to be there when you start to have to extend Byfield and right. That's going to be the contract uh, that looks like shit. Bjornfoot and all those guys. Um, I mean, I don't think it cripples you, but it sure ain't great. Mm-hmm. Alex Adler, as you mentioned, I just agree. He's just like old, so who cares? <laughs> um, I don't think they're ready. I think they're going to take a little bit of a step back this yeah. year. I think they. Looked good for parts of last year, and then kind of fell off at the end. And I think they're they're not quite ready. Um, nope. The Wild, they get Goudreau, Freddie Freddie Goudreau. They get Dmitry Kulikov. They have yet to sign Casper Kapanen. Uh, what's his actual name, Ian? Kaprizov. Thank you, <laughs> Kaprizov. Like, like, what is his name? Uh, it would be funny if you just laughed. That'd be pretty funny. So funny. I mean, imagine. I don't even, even as much as we contempted Minnesota, I don't want that for them. Well, but. I just think, imagine Tarasenko in his prime just being like, I'm gone now. And you'd uh-huh. be like, oh, I mean, we're still fine, right? But we don't have the key piece to our uh-huh. team yeah. anymore. Ooh, yeah. um, I guess I would have thought they'd make more moves, but they're also going to be cap crunched in two years yeah i mean but i've said it before if you're not they kind of have to go for it don't they? if you're not doing an immediate big move and i know the eichel is the the big question out there but like if you're not doing an immediate massive move why do you just eat another year of those contracts on your books Mm -hmm. they didn't need the space like they weren't dying to get the space this year to sign people they really at least don't buy out suitor i was like did they do it just so they could protect dumbo you know it's like i need that that protection how dumb are you then man is bill gearing that bad at his job i think he's done pretty good so far so i'd like to believe no but also you got to start you got to start as a bad gm with a your first bad step somewhere. Yeah. I mean, he's done, there have been good parts, but there have been some real bad parts too. That's, that's the Minnesota Wild. The, the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. That's their slogan, baby. Montreal Canadiens, Chris Weidman coming back from the KHL. 
Uh, do you think he took an Uber, or do you think he, uh, he probably flew right because yeah. it's Russia? You think if he's in, you think uh, if he's in was Uber, it a lift? It was a lift, wasn't yeah. it? I think it was a lift. I never um, speak in those anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they could record me and yeah. they could put That's it online. Right. Uh, no, I'm glad he's back in the NHL. He got screwed hard. Uh, Mike Hoffman is he from? Yeah, he's from yeah, St. Louis. Yeah. That's why he was with jr for that yeah. week i guess because he was just in town and the athletic was like you go talk to him <laughs> jr uh, like ran into him out of deer probably yeah. which one do you questions? think it is bogey hills maybe <laughs> Deerbergs, bogey hills that's always been my favorite one named bogey hills yeah where the fuck is that's that somewhere out in o'fallon oh uh, yeah it's yeah they're all terrible lafayette center um marketplace Clarkson Clayton, you know, mm. you got your classics. Wildwood, I mean, you got some that makes Deerberg's sense. Deerberg's are too dark inside. Deerberg's, <laughs> right? Do we want to? I mean, this is this is a loaded episode, yeah. but I can give you fifteen minutes of material about <laughs> Deerberg's if you want to. I, I can do a tight fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> I use. I worked for Deerberg's for three, five, four years total in two different stints, maybe. Yeah, four, I think. Maybe up above four. Um, that company has turned to shit. And it's all because of Greg Deerberg and a little bit of a pissant, little bit of an asshole, stupid management. The problem with Deerberg's... All right, I swear this will be quick. It's a, it's a two-minute take a minor. long drag on my water. <laughs> the problem with Deerberg's is your whole thing is you are about service. That's how you sold yourself. And now you're trying to pretend to be, you're taking the service out of it and you're just acting like the high-end grocery store. But you're not the high-end grocery store because you've got Straub's over here, you've got Whole Foods over here, which is still going to attract more of the like upper crust clientele that you think you're going to lure in. Because Jeff Bezos is smarter than you, Greg. <laughs> and they take it, I, I don't know if this has happened at all of them, but at the one out here, Lafayette Center, the one I just mentioned, they've bifurcated the check line now so the belt doesn't go all the way to the end which is just as i mean as i i haven't been told this but it's as transparent as day they just want to cut down on staff not have courtesy quirks and then the checkers they've designed it so they can have more bags and bag things faster but like it's just like crappy it's like why am i going here paying a 20 percent markup on schnooks Mm. when if i go over to schnooks i'm getting as good or better service i used to love deerbergs because it's like I feel friendly. I feel great when I'm walking out of Deerberg's. I just got taken care of. Everybody's friendly. You know, they're loading my groceries into my cart. I'm doing all this. If I want to just save money, you go to Shop and Save. That's not an option anymore. Gone. So now it's Schnooks that at least tries to walk the line between everything. I see my Do Not Disturb hour ran out. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's just bad. It's Deerberg's is bad now. And they're going to keep cratering because... Greg Deerberg thinks if he just makes shiny enough stores, which you're right, they are always a little too dark in there. Um, nobody's going to notice that he's, you know, strangling out the worker and killing people in back. Killing jobs, <laughs> literally murdering puppies in the back. They're, sticking them in the box. The, oh, no. You know, oh, the box no. oh, no. Thing. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, you know, you that's know, what he did. That's not me. That's him. On this weird murderous turn, uh-huh. there's this guy. 
that's gone T- now. Terry Croup. <laughs> you remember when we ate dinner with Terry Croup? <laughs> he was at the same table as us, wasn't he? It was wild. What an experience. I thought that I, that came up the other day because apparently, so there's this law firm, Morgan & Morgan, uh, that's big the in the name? well, yeah, it's big in the southeast, and it's a joke because the CEO of uh, the company we work at is named Morgan, and um, so it's a joke with him because it's like all it's like everywhere in the southeast. Mm. But apparently, they're like starting to encroach into St. Louis territory because there was an ad the other day where Terry Crouppen's like Morgan and Morgan. They say they're the biggest, but biggest doesn't matter. And in St. Louis, they only have one offer. You know, you know how Terry Crouppen yeah. is. And I just thought about man, I had dinner with him, and he like badly understood who Connor McDavid <laughs> was. Like he described Connor McDavid. Um, who's the LeBron of the NHL, more like he was the, you know, Chris Middleton of the NHL. Like, oh, he's a very, he's very, very good, good, helpful player. And it's like, yes, but not really. Uh, but then I thanked the actual Morgan, not of Morgan and Morgan, for uh, giving us that unique experience, that uniquely St. Louis experience. And now Tarasenko is leaving. That's all because we met him. Oh, uh, yeah. He's like, saw the death get the hell eyes. out of here. Connor, yeah, Carl Gunnarsson's gone, too. Darren um, Pang's still here, though. When's Jordan Bennington leaving? Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so the Montreal oh. Canadiens. We were talking about it. Mike Hoffman, speaking of people that left St. Louis. Good. Good. <laughs> I don't, Good. Sorry. I, don't, I have no ill will against Mike Hoffman. He... Rehabbed his image in my eyes. I thought he was a scumbag with all the Ottawa stuff. Seems like he's just a dude, you know? But probably a regular. I don't NHL want him scumbag. on this contract. Yeah. People are freaking crazy. I there were a couple of debates that I had a lot with Blues fans. I know our account on Twitter is crazy. That this is the time of year, baby. We're a roller coaster. You gotta ride or you get off, and That's I get true. that. We've talked about it. I'm too emotional on Twitter. I get that. Also, though, it is Twitter, <laughs> so like you, you get what you paid it. for, yeah. which is nothing. Um, <laughs> but this thought of like giving Mike Hoffman, who the team refused to use correctly, the coach that we still have, looked at him and thought he's got one talent. I'm not gonna make leverage. I'm not gonna take advantage of it. I'm gonna put him down in the lineup. I'm not gonna give him top power play minutes. And yes, I know that changed at the end of the season when his back was against the wall. But the confidence some people had that it's like, well, it's just gonna be good. Oh now. yeah, it'll be fine. It was now. just shocking to me. And even if it was just gonna be good now, this is a guy that has always played on bad teams for a reason. He has more value to a bad team that can afford to play him 23 minutes because. Even if he sucks at defense, it's not like they have anybody else. Mm-hmm. But if you're a good team and you're trying to contend, you can't have that in your top six. And Montreal, I know they need scoring, but are they good enough defensively? Maybe they are to compensate for this. But I do not want to give him three years at $4.5 million, you know? And oh, I don't want to say good riddance because it's not personal in any way, but like... If you're talking about that or the deal we gave Brandon Saab for the same AAV, hmm. it's not even a question. It's not even close. Well, that's the thing, too, is like you're like, well, how are you going to replace those goals? I'm like, you can easily replace those goals like that Tarasenko's leaving off the table because he's leaving without Mike Hoffman. You can do that with right. one or two other people, like we've done. Um, but you can do that with one other person because Mike Hoffman, not go- I just don't buy 
Like, he hit 30 goals a couple of times, right? And mm-hmm. he's, like, always been a 20-goal scorer. I just don't buy that he's going to be this 30-goal guy. So he's not going to be Tarasenko. And there were other 20-goal scorers out there to get, and we got two of them. Yeah. Like, it just didn't... It, we people got act two. like we had Tarasenko's option, he was gone, and the only option to replace those goals was Mike Hoffman. It's like, what else can we do? And it's like, a lot. You can do a lot else. Well, here's the thing. Braden Shen could return to Earth. Could just be a player. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've got Kairou, who's hopefully going to improve. Robert Thomas could maybe learn to shoot. That'd be mm. nice. Um, and then, yeah, in Saad and Buchnevich, I don't want to talk about us too much, but like, you got two guys that are almost certainly 20 and maybe pushing towards 30 goal scores in a full season. They were both on a 30 goal pace last year. There you go. You're already better, but that, let's, I was going to say that was the one thing too. Like, what did you want us to do with Mike Hoffman when, even if we just had Bushnevich, right. And we hadn't yeah. even signed Saad yet. It was like, he wasn't going to be in the top six. Cause yeah. you were probably going to throw somebody else up there. Like there's no, it's, it was never going to work. Yeah. Never going to work. And yep. I can't believe people were like, oh, but it, it would have, and it would have been fine. And like you said. It was such, there is. He's, he's been, like you said, he's just been on bad teams. Yeah. And they, that's. There has fit. been such an experience this week for me, this month, really, of like, I guess it's the endowment effect. It's like, and this will be the last thing I say, and then we'll do Canadians, <laughs> we'll save the blues till the end. But like, it's just like, this person is already a blue, so they have more value to me as a blue. Mm-hmm. But, like, again, I look at Brandon Saad versus either Mike Hoffman or Jaden Schwartz, and I'm like, yeah, I would much prefer Brandon Saad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we'll get there. But they get Hoffman. They get Cedric Paquette, who I didn't even know was in the NHL anymore. They get David Savard. People like this deal. I sure don't. It's too much for too long. I don't think he's that for good. A, for a defensive defenseman. And then Joel Armia is a bottom six guy. You're given $3.4 million for four years. I think that's the, we got to the cup final, and you, and you were playing you pretty good. So, yeah. there you go, buddy. Um. But, I mean, the obvious thing that Montreal's done in the past week, and we sort of touched on it, but all the Logan Malou stuff. Is it Malou or is it... I think it's Malou. I think so. Um, Gary Bettman, to his credit, called it, what do you say, shocking or disgraceful or something. Um, Horrific. Horrific, horrific. yeah. Uh, Which is like... Great, you could, you probably could have stopped. (laughs) I mean, I don't think he probably... My hands were tied. I think Gary can say... No, don't right. do it, yeah. or else. Uh, but I mean, good for him for speaking about it. Good for him for like openly criticizing an NHL team. He doesn't do that much. He's yeah. he did it more for Malou than he's done for the Blackhawks. So, right. if you um, have to put out a presser for like why you picked somebody, don't pick them. Then just don't two pressers, do it. two yeah. pressers, a you presser, have all of these questions, and then that pathetic letter from Jeff Molson about like how they're going to appease their sponsors, basically. Yeah. How can you how can you pick somebody like that and then have the audacity to like disrespect them by saying like we don't whatever he told whatever he told people like hey don't don't draft me that was emotional and like he didn't mean that yeah like can you imagine saying something to anyone and then they just bold faced in front of you be like. No, 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 they didn't mean that. It's like, no, he did mean that. Yeah. And it's not even like he said it like, emo- I couldn't believe the emotional thing. He didn't say it on the phone, screaming and crying into it, and they're like, oh, no, 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 Logan, no, no, no. He, 
there's a written statement yeah. they put out online. I'm pretty sure they thought about it. Yeah. It probably wasn't that emotional. It was driven by, I, I need to rehab, you know, my image and mm-hmm. rehab myself as a person. And it's just, I think it's the grossest part is just that they think Montreal or, or Chicago or any of these teams that, that this happens to thinks like, well, that happened. And then I put out the statement thing and, uh, well, there you go, you know. And we'll, we're going to play them, and that's that. It's like they have to, they understand that, like, the one thing they have to do is put out a statement now these days, and it's such a bummer for them. And they do it, and they go, well, I guess we'll all move on now. And, and the sad part is, we will. I mean, I'm not holding myself to a fucking standard. I know I will. Yeah. I'll just be like, whatever. Yeah. Sure. Next thing. Well, because it's the NHL, and when's it going to stop? It's not right. going to stop. <laughs> you so know? Impressive. I mean, it's not, it's, I'm sorry, it's just like, I'm so, I really don't like like canceling people or mm. whatever. That's bad. That's a bad cultural mm. ethic. But the flip side of that is when people are like, what's he supposed to do? Don't you believe in second chances? And it's like, this dude hasn't even had the time to put in the work. That's what I mean. Like, you can't if, just immediately be like, okay, here's your second chance, buddy. His second chance. There was no punishment. His second chance was following from, like, the 18th pick to the 31st pick to play on the most historic team in his home province. <laughs> it's, there is what no punishment. punishment here. It's it's so I'm trying not to swear, but it is so ridiculous that there's just not. It's just I don't know if you read. I want to. I actually want to look this up. I'm sorry, I'm going no. on this tangent. But Rachel Dory wrote um, an article about this situation, um, and it's just this league just sucks. It just sucks. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, it's just so much double standards between when they talk about like needing to have like a good culture, good guys in the room, and all this stuff. Where it's all about culture and how like it's a very conservative sport, and hey, we're all here for each other until like the shit really hits the fan, and then it's like, oh, well, hold on now, guys, we're not going to talk about that because we're like so ultra conservative that we just won't speak. We just don't want to speak to it anymore. We'll right. take care of it ourselves. It's right. like no, you gotta, you have there's. You're too interconnected at this point in this world, in media, on the internet and stuff, to just shrink away from something and just try and hide it somewhere under the rug. It's not going to go away. Or it shouldn't go away. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned culture because it it fits into what she said very well here. And I think this section, uh, she's talked about Malou being most of the article and then she transitions into the couple of other stories but she says quite clearly hockey culture is in a terrible place it's in a place where multiple Chicago Blackhawks front office executives allegedly chose not to report sexual assault to the police in 2010 even after they were asked to do so it's in a place where someone like defenseman Tony D'Angelo can be afforded umpteen chances it's in a place where it's fine to draft players guilty of sex crimes or racial bullying and or to hire those accused of domestic violence to front office jobs. And that's one that, one thing I want to interject here. Logan Malou was found guilty. Mm-hmm. He was in a court of law in Sweden or Switzerland or wherever he was when he, this happened. Mm-hmm. It's not like he... It's not like this is like, well, allegedly. That's like what I mean, The dude yeah. was found <laughs> guilty. 
this is the culture that's been accepted in the game. As long as you can skate, shoot, hit, and contribute on the ice, you can be a deplorable human being off of it. There's a difference between what is acceptable in society and what is acceptable in hockey. If you have too big a personality or a person of color or a member of the LGBTQ plus community, you are, by far, you are far more likely to be labeled a problem. When diverse perspectives are not heard and valued, expressing other viewpoints can feel unheard and unsafe. Um, and she tells a lot of her personal story here. I don't want to read every word, but she also goes on to say, professional sports reflect the best of athletic talent in society. The expectation should be that they reflect the proper morals and conduct to match their notoriety. Second chances are important in society, but those need to be earned. They are not earned on your hockey talent. They are earned on meaningful apologies, self-awareness, and behavior that should be commensurate with the best in society. Receipts, not words. In order to affect change, this needs to start at the grassroots level, minor hockey associations and junior hockey leagues make every effort to educate on nutrition, concussions, and off-ice training. If we can find time to do those seminars, we can find time for seminars on these topics as well. There should be a proactive approach to teaching the youth about how to treat women, people of different backgrounds, and making that a central part of how players are developed. Develop the whole person, not just the hockey player. And she goes on to criticize the NHL a little more and explain the role of women in hockey. Um, I encourage you to go read it. But that that passage about the when diverse perspectives are not heard and valued, expressing other viewpoints can feel unheard and unsafe. That's just this whole league, man. It's just it's just a crap crap bag of a league in some respects. And listen, I don't think all sports are great. The NFL's fighting over vaccines right now. Mm-hmm. The NBA is always crazy. So it's not like I don't think the NHL is like alone in having problems, mm-hmm. but it is unique in having these problems. What's the thing? The freaking Major League Baseball has a freaking female GM now. Mm. Uh, uh, there's a female, the one, I can't remember her name at the moment because I'm a bad person, but the Spurs assistant coach who's getting um, nominated for like NBA head coaching. Mm jobs she's you know becky hammond thank god for google um but like she i think she's nom played coached some games when greg popovich has been out like these sports are sucking in some ways but they're at least trying to make roles for people of color make roles for women mm-hmm. roles that have been completely blocked off from those people in the past not appropriately but just historically that's been true and the freaking <laughs> the nhl like, is the just NHL so just looks like it's in like the dark ages still for, with a lot of stuff yeah i know they do the you know you can play everyone can play you can play uh hockey nights and stuff but that's what's like the slap in the face is that they have that stuff and then they then they just do this backwater dealing shit where they're like ah eh, whatever like someone has a whole them to some sort of standard and i always think like the only one that makes a difference other than fans because fans just as a voice you can make yourself heard but there's only so much you can do as like sponsors and mm-hmm. be like yo dude we're not cool with this like you said like if if um molson had to go out and talk to sponsors like i can see how that might actually like screw with them be like oh shit you know we shouldn't have drafted this guy they're pulling money um i don't know it's just that's what's annoying is like Mulyu has to be like has to have some sort of punishment, and again, it's not like some crazy punishment. He just doesn't get drafted this year, you know, mm-hmm. big whoop. 
But, like, I feel like Montreal, like, I don't know how you would even do this, but I feel like Montreal has to have some sort of punishment. Like, yo, dude, you can't do this. You just, they can't, sh- you just can't do this. They should lose a, a draft pick. Yeah. I th- they should just, you shouldn't have made this one. You did. We can't. Yeah. They did it for freaking, listen, if you're going to do it for Arizona, who sucks That's, for violating yeah, yeah, yeah. scouting protocols, right. do it for this. Right. That's what and it like, feels like. And listen, they're gonna. It's gonna be litigious, and they're gonna say, you know, we didn't break any rules, and maybe you have to cave. Maybe the courts say, sorry, mm. you don't actually have a leg to stand on. But tell them you mean business. That's at what least, I mean. For God's sake. And I again, I respect. I respect um, Gary Batman for saying anything publicly because that's very unlike him. But saying something doesn't fix anything, and it's. Again, you know, we're not talking about the victim, and what it's awful for her. Um, it's not a good situation for Malou either. You know, it's it's shitty for everybody. That's what I mean. You didn't give him a chance to like grow at all. You're yeah. Like, oh, we'll be helping him with that. And I'm like, oh, like from what I've seen. Are you in helping the NHL, him by making that. him another Tony D'Angelo? Yeah. It's like I don't believe. And, I don't believe even if you are helping that it is helping. You know. And then just the optics of the Chicago Blackhawks pick right <laughs> after that, with eight women flanking <laughs> Scott, not Scott Bowman, whatever his shithead son's name is, Stan Bowman. It's just that was so bad. That was like that was almost like. I was thinking, like, hopefully they'll improve that, this, this that draft was, right now. That was a sketch comedy segment. Right. Just, like, a dark, awkward sketch comedy segment. Where they should have cut to him and he should have been like, should I should I tell the women to beat it? Or, yeah. like, can we, still do, can we still do the thing I was going to do? I just, I can't. Every, it feels like every two or three weeks we're beating up on the NHL for something. We're going to talk about the Rangers here in a minute who are a victim of the NHL for a whole different host of reasons. But, like, I, you know, like, I don't... They got to get somebody. I hope... It's got, It's just going to be Bill Daly. We know who the next mm-hmm. commissioner is going to be. And, by the way, Gary's not looking so good in a couple of appearances. I've seen him. He's a little older. Um, but, a little stressed uh, out. Yeah, but... God, it would be nice if they got anybody even mildly progressive. He's younger. <laughs> and by progressive, I mean, like, I would take a Civil War era Republican level of progressive. Progressive you know. sex crimes are bad. Yeah. <laughs> the bar in the NHL, real low on progressive. That's what I mean. I feel like if you want to win fans over, you can just be like a, a normal person. Dougie Hamilton was too progressive for going to a museum. <laughs> so the bar is incredibly low. I thought I saw something from like Sarah Sivian that was like, I really don't like all these Dougie Hamilton like, uh, like jokes about him going to like the museum and uh-huh. stuff, whatever. Like, that just seems like overdone. I'm like, please lean not, in, lean into that because we need. They're different not jokes people. about Dougie Hamilton. They're yeah. jokes about the freaking league that That's responds I mean. to Dougie Hamilton that way. Uh, oh my God, Dougie Hamilton, who by the way got less money than Seth Jones or Zach Wolinski. If you saw my eyes bug out there for a second. Yeah. The Jack Eichel's agents oh, shit. have released a statement. Oh, yeah? And it is a statement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in response to the Sabres statement regarding being in control of the process, Jack Eichel under contract and other comments, we offer the following response. The process is not working. 
As previously stated, we fully anticipated a trade by the start of the NHL free agency period. After the agreed-upon and prescribed period for conservative rehabilitation lapsed in early June 2021, it was determined by the Sabres medical staff that a surgical procedure was required. The recommendation by Jack's independent neurosurgeon, other spine specialists consulted, and the surgery Jack feels most comfortable having in order to correct a herniated disc in his neck is to proceed with artificial disc replacement surgery. A further point of concern is that our camp was initially under the impression that the Sabre specialist was in agreement with the artificial disc replacement until that was no longer the case. What is being left out of the discussion is that Jack would be able to play in the NHL for the start of the season pending medical clearance if he were allowed to have surgery he desires even as of this date. Repeated requests have been made to the Sabres since early June to no avail. This process is stopping Jack from playing in the NHL, and it is not working. Peter Fish and Peter Donatelli. Apparently he can only be represented by people named Peter. Um, yeah. Good I don't, for Jack. Yeah, I mean, good, for sure. Uh, that situation sucks. We'll talk about our situation, which also sucks. I hate the Jack Eichel situation because it overshadows the Vladimir Tarasenko situation. Solve the Jack Eichel situation so Canadian media can focus on us. They never will. Um, I think I think I think Jack Eichel gets traded in like the next two weeks. That's, that's yeah. my wide band guess. Yeah, yeah, it needs to happen. Um. The Nashville Predators signed David Riddich, signed Matt Tennyson, who I've literally never heard of in my life. He's 31 and is an NHL defenseman. I think he played for San Jose for a little bit. Maybe. Last I remember. Might as well. Mikhail Granlin, four years of a five million. Get your money, friend, but man. Not for me. I wanted him as like a Tyler Bozak, like two for six. <laughs> um, they're a team that's rebuilding. I was going to say, I look at this and I look at this team. They're one of the ones I had in my head when I said, like, sneakily rebuilding. Like, they don't really want their fans to know. I mean, when you leave... Who'd they get as their backup? Oh, I just read it, David. (laughs) (laughs) When you leave your top two centers open to be picked for Seattle and you're, like, openly like, hey, if you take them, we wouldn't be so sad. Uh, You're not not trying to be... Here's, Here's the thing. Relevant. If the price that we've heard throughout the process... Was a first and a third. To protect somebody? To take a bad contract and oh, protect oh, somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. They should have paid that. They should have paid a first and a third to get rid of either of those contracts. Yeah. They can't They can't be relevant again until both of those are off the books. Yeah, it's like you You've have, got two... You have too much Borderline second-line centers making $8 million a piece for like six more years. They're trying to trim around the edges. Too bad, so sad. Yeah. Uh, the New Jersey Devils get the big fish, Dougie Hamilton, seven years, nine million dollars. But that's that seems worth. It. This is one of the few times that a, a the top free agent gets a huge contract, and everybody's like, "Yeah, yeah." I've heard I think no the bad. the analytics community loves Dougie Hamilton, mm. and I think it's an extra bit of a little bit of a screw you because he's like a a non-establishment guy mm-hmm. so it's like we're just gonna say dougie hamilton can do nothing wrong <laughs> but he really basically can't um they also got jonathan bernier for 4.125 million aav for two years which is Steve. like 
steep, but I guess they just have so much cap space that who cares? He's a veteran presence. Yeah. I think this is going to be... These next two I, teams are the Tarasenko teams. I, I think New Jersey is where he's going to end up. You think That's so? My, like, they keep talking about on all these national podcasts about how they want to make like some sort of splash. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously they made their splash on D, but they We're want to like, get that Bodie Foot fella or whatever his name <laughs> They is. want that help at Bodie Wild. Bodie Wild. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I could see, I like closed my eyes one time and I could see Tarasenko in a, in a Devils jersey. So it feels like it's a, a prophecy. That feels like a great place for him though because there's like no pressure. Like if he's not 100% right away or mm. even ever, it's like they're not really ready to win. So what's the harm? Right. He can fill in that great Ilya Kovalchuk. Uh, <laughs> I am Ilya now. My, my name is Ilya Tarasenko. Uh, that'd be cool. I mean, I don't hate the Devils. I'd rather go to the Devils. I mean, the Devils, the Islander. I guess the teams that I've still heard are sniffing around the yeah, edges I'm are fine. like, just don't be Vegas, I guess, which I don't think it can be now. The Islanders have done nothing. Is Trent Palmieri still like? I heard that he was like I thought he was going to done deal resigned. And then I hadn't seen. I it guess anymore. I guess Lou just loves messing with the media so much that he's like Trent. Listen, baby, or is it Trent Palmieri? Kyle. Kyle yeah. Palmieri. I don't know where Trent came from. Trent. Trent. Where did that even come from? Kyle, listen, baby, we're going to resign you, but give Daddy Lou a couple of weeks just to mess with his people. Um, i got to scrounge together some money real quick. i got to get some people to pay up. Speaking of paying up, the New York Rangers are going to be paying receipts for Tom Wilson for the next generation of their hockey team. That guy, they have yeah. ruined their rebuild. That he guy ruined their rebuild in <laughs> 60 seconds. He ragged out Bushnevich, threw Tom, Pinar into the ground. I hate Tom Wilson that. with all my soul, but I almost respect him at this point. <laughs> you, you, this It's over for them. This Barkway Goodrow contract, the Ryan Reeves contract, the trade trading Buchnevich for nothing for nothing we got I th- I think I think we'll talk about it more in a minute I think we're underestimating how good that dude could be mm-hmm. and we got him for practically nothing with due respect to Sammy Boy <laughs> almost nothing big um, ups bless up Sammy Boy yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I mean I can't believe you had some dude just throwing your players around and kneel on another one you said that's it for the rebuild that's it we're now getting tougher that seemed like a big trend among bad teams yeah they said i think i know what i need to do to get better just be tougher just be meaner and i was like that wasn't the problem that ain't it calgary yeah yeah the problem um i think it's what the nhl deserves to have their most important franchise Ruin a, an amazing chance to be a dominant franchise mm-hmm. by not punishing Tom Wilson. I feel bad for our Timmy. Stanley Cup winner, Blues Stanley Cup winner, Michael Delzato gets a two-year, $1.75 million contract in Ottawa. I'm happy for him. He had a really good season with the Blue Jackets, kind of under the radar. Nice to see him get a little more money. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool because like, I think after he left here, he felt like a very fringe, like maybe I'm not going to be in the NHL anymore. Um, and to get two more contracts, get some opportunities here and there, good for him. That's yeah. cool. That's exciting. Um, the Philadelphia Flyers. I, I could go an hour on the Flyers. I'm 
this is so bad. They gotta Everything get, they gotta get rid of Chuck this, Fletcher. That dude sucks. I saw I like Ethan Carter a lot on Twitter. Is it the hockey writers guy? I've been on his podcast a few times, but I saw him retweet something that said "most improved team," and he said the Flyers. And I said, "Okay, that's your joke answer. Now give us the real one." <laughs> like, I there I I mean yes, I think. I think they could be better. Ryan mm. Ellis Ryan Ellis is the one that I'm like forgetting in all this. Like that was actually a good trade for them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I do forget that. Getting yeah. rid of Goss Despair, getting rid of Vorchek helps them. Yeah, Atkinson, I like on their team. But then to clear all that space to pay Rasmus Ristolainen, to pay Keith Yandel. Who 34-year-old is, Keith Yandel. Who is not a good player anymore. He's a fun player. He's a great locker room guy. Great power play guy. And maybe maybe that's Chuck Fletcher's thinking. Maybe his locker room was toxic last year and they just need to be more fun. And then Martin Jones. When I gotta be... Carter Hart sucks like, last year. Yeah, if Carter Hart continues to be bad, you're gonna rely on Martin Jones to be You're not. Goalie. You're not gonna. I mean, you're gonna, uh, but you're not there. gonna. I... And the huge package they gave up for Ristolainen. Yeah. Just a lot of questionable questions. This, this is another team, here. and I guess they got rid of Voracek, like so that I guess it's part of their core, mm-hmm. sort of. Maybe Gosses Bears, too. But it's like, this is another team like the Flames, where they always talk about, I don't know, They're they need to gut this up. team, and then they don't do anything. They just go around the fringes. Like you said, Ryan Ellis should, should help, but it's just... And Giroux has one year left on his deal, which feels... Cool, except... How old is he? 33, except Couturier also has a UFA after this year. That'll be fun. And... So if they... So if Kevin, but but the guys... Oh, no. But here's the thing. The guys they have signed to term, Kevin Hayes, 7.14 for five oh, more years. I remember that. That was a UFA. Two yeah. years of Van Riemsdyk at seven. Cam Atkinson now for 5.8 for four more years. And Travis Konechny for 5.5 for four more years. I think that's fine. And Scott Lawton for five years at $3 million. Hey, Scott Lawton. Big ups to Scott Lawton. We all <laughs> no know hate. he's my boy from way back. But, like, I don't... People probably have no idea that they, he's... Now they do. Now they back, do, but, uh, You know, because we went to the same middle school. No, that's not true. I accidentally drafted Scott Lawton um, in it a... It was no accident. In a, <laughs> in a, no accident. In a playoff pool... Uh, thinking, I think that he was Travis Konechny. Like, I think that's who I mind-melded him into. But then Scott Mel- Lawton actually ended up being almost the reason I didn't finish him last. Um, but I then You did. owe Scott Lawton a lot. I do. <laughs> I said, he's my guy. Um, Ivan Proverall, that's fine. Ryan Ellis's contract is not ideal, but he's a good defenseman still for now. Um, and then Carter Hart's an RFA. So you got a lot of people to pay. Your core's still not good. I just This is another team. It's like, you're going to have to tear it down, boys. It's Are not... The, those dudes might not even stick around if you suck again this year. You know I, what I mean? If I, if I, dude, if I'm, if I'm uh, Couturier, I'm taking my ticket elsewhere. Yeah. Baby. There's no you way. Could, that dude could get paid. Oh, you're going to get paid. If if freaking Philip Deneau can get $6 million or whatever mm. he got, Sean Couturier, who is Philip Deneau, except he scores 70 points yeah. a, a season... He should. He could like climb to like ten million. Some team's gonna pay him so much money. Um, that's the guy you ought to look at picking up. That dude, if he goes at the trade deadline, whoo, 
That would be a freaking That'd be spicy. Yeah. I uh, like that. Go get him, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh Penguin added Brock McGinn for four years, two point seven five million. They let what's his name Tanav walk out the door, yeah. and they just signed another one. <laughs> just bring him back in. Uh, but I think the Penguins are actually fine. They made the move to uh, get a little bit for Jared McCann and a couple other moves. They're fine. They're Ron Hextall, I believe in. More than oh, more than Chuck Fletcher for sure. You fucked up, Philly. The Sharks. Oh boy, are they shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic down there? eh? Uh, Cagliano, James Reimer, Lane Peterson come in. Fine, they're so irrelevant. It's so sad. I like. I want them to be a little intimidating because they're the Sharks, and I want to hate them, but they're not. Mm -mm. The Seattle Kraken. I want to talk about them for just a minute because. uh, Whoops. Uh, because <laughs> I think they're going to be okay. And yet I still think they have managed this whole situation really poorly. Yeah. Some of the things, like they have, like some of their draft picks. I The whole story is if people aren't paying attention. The whole story is they said it was a, a first rounder and a third rounder for them to not pick a certain person in the expansion draft. Um, and teams weren't going to meet that, and they weren't going to budge because they didn't want to seem weak or like they, you know, like Ron Francis. If Ron Francis clearly would have gotten a reputation as a big, big old puss, I mean, if he, you know, Ronnie settled Francis for sucks. a first yeah. and a sixth or whatever. I was like, yeah, um, what the fuck, dude? But even if you want to say justify them on that, there's some. Like, the one I heard today was like, well, they didn't apparently want Max Domi, and so they got Gavin Bayreuter and then didn't sign him and released him to free agency. You could, you have so much cap space. You get Max Domi and you trade him immediately, or friggin' play him, see if he can rehab a little bit, and trade him for even more at the deadline. It felt like they played it really safe. Get Max Domi, eat half of his contract, and trade him immediately. And get a, thir- a second or third round, first round pick for him. Like... There were just some moves that it's like, it's kind of like this. The other teams are like running a race, you know, around a track. And like they're on their third loop around the track, you know? Yeah. And like you're allowed to get a running start, but you're still entering your first loop. You don't have any of the prospects or any of the infrastructure built up. So yeah, you get Matt Beneers and that's great. Maybe he even plays for your team this year. Um, but that's it. That's like that. He's all your prospect pool is because it's not like you have a depth of exciting guys that you drafted. It's everybody you drafted this year. You didn't trade for any prospects. Um, and then you go out and get Alex Winberg. I like three years, 4.5 million. He's just 26. That's fine. Jaden Schwartz though, like, yeah, he's a guy to have. And I do, I mean this with all respect for Jaden Schwartz, but he's not changing your franchise. Yeah, 5.5 he's million. like a generous to call him a top six. We've talked about this a lot. That's one of the reasons we didn't want him back. Mm-hmm. Um, $5.5 million is a freaking lot of money for Jaden Schwartz at this no point. He's a no-move clause. He's not a finisher. Jaden Schwartz got an L-movement clause. That's what it says. That's good. He's going to wave it to come back here in his <laughs> age 33 season. They don't have a very young team there right now. They said their average forward age is 27. Like, looking at some of these guys, Eberly, Schwartz, Gord, Wenberg... The aforementioned ten times uh, Jonas Donskoy. He's there now. <laughs> he got taken off the Who? abs. <laughs> the, where did he leave? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so you're saying in Colorado, Jonas Donskoy, a non-factor. Unless they're playing the Kraken. Because oh, he's then he's, okay, I gotcha. In which case, he will then leave and don't, Jonas Donskoy right. will be gone again. It's true. He's got to travel with this. Um, <laughs> I'd look at this team and it's like, boy, this is an expansion team. Yeah. This, which, and okay, listen, that's fine. We, that's fine. I, there's a lot of revisionist history with the Vegas Golden Knights. We Nobody thought they were going to be good. Mm. Nobody thought they were even going to be necessarily a playoff team they had some fun picks and signings which uh, i think more people remember like oh that was fun that was cool but it didn't wasn't going to lead to playoff right, success right um grubauer they said fell into their laps and they didn't expect him to hit free agency and they did at least go and flip vtech vanacek um straight back straight back for a second round pick which is great that's a good move uh i saw, I saw the uh the jealous girlfriend meme where the dude in the middle was uh, Washington Capitals second goalie and then both of the women were labeled Vitek Manischek. It made me very happy. Um, I feel bad for Chris Drieger. Oh, God. It's like they pick him, they put him in a jersey. He's like, I want to be here, I want to win. And they're like, okay, cool. Well, Philip Grubauer (laughs) will be the starter and you'll be the backup. I don't know if you listen to Puck Soup uh, but they said exactly the same thing, and Sean McIntyre was like, yeah, or maybe it was Ryan Lambert, but one of them was like, yeah, but I got a text from somebody in the league that was like, dude, this guy was playing in the East Coast League two years ago, mm. and now he's making $9 million and living in Seattle. He's doing just uh, fine. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there is a give and take there for sure, but I do agree with you. It's like he played his way to a starter opportunity, and then it's immediately ripped away from him. Um, Philip Grubauer, do you think he's uh, deserved Bennington money? No. Like, I don't even think Bennington's like crazy good. (laughs) But like, I just look at that. You want a cup at least. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm like, you're really going to, like, I guess that's what you get. I would have given like Grubauer like four by five, five by four and a half, but like. Six by six. That's just long. That's really long for like a franchise that's just for twenty nine year old already goalie. Yeah, you can't, man. I know it's kind of revisionist or just thinking about it more, but you just can't give goalies a fucking long ass contract. The thing with man. Seattle though is they still have tons of space, and the they thing I weaponize the it. thing Chris Johnson said was like, well, I think they were just planning not to be good for three or four years, and it's like fine, but they didn't do enough to like load up on draft picks and mm-hmm. stuff like they could that's exactly then then you take max domi and you trade him for futures and like one more this year or one more this upcoming year a fourth rounder and then they have a second from the jets and a fourth from the abs the next year so it's like you got three draft picks mm-hmm. so far it's like i think that could have been like five or six yeah yeah they should have had a lot more i so. mean even vegas right vegas had like a shit ton vegas had like three in the yeah. second or something like yeah. that so, I mean, the good news about the Kraken is I can get a Schwartz home and a Dunaway or a... Hey, a fan, Dunaway. Uh, yeah, now I gotta get a Dunaway. I think I'm gonna um, get a Roy Donk. There you go. <laughs> Over. <laughs> damn it. Oh, damn it. I didn't see it coming. Um, <laughs> no, no one sees Roy Donk coming. <laughs> Oh, people who have seen, I think you should leave very much on pace with us, and anyone else, very lost. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm a little worried about the Kraken. We'll see. We'll see. Tampa Bay Lightning, 
Braden Point gets the big number, but not a big enough number. Perfect way for fine for them. Zach Bogosian just goes back, I guess. Says, I like Tampa yeah. so much and I didn't really enjoy Toronto. I will take less money. <laughs> Kyle Dubas was like, well, if you love Tampa so much, why don't you marry it? And then Zach Bogosian did. Uh, <laughs> our old buddy Brian Elliott is the new Curtis McElhaney, backing up, completely irrelevantly backing up. Uh Andre Vasilevsky, get for him. I hope they win another cup. cup. He yeah. wants a cup. Uh, and then Corey Perry also wants a cup. <laughs> uh, two years for Corey Perry to be there. Uh, good for him, I guess. I don't hate Corey Perry as much as most people do. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I know he should be hated, but I mean, the Lightning are good. They lost. Who'd they lose? They lost Yanni Gord mm-hmm. and Tyler Johnson, which was a cap-saving move. And Goudreau and uh, um, Coleman. Um, Goudreau and Coleman. They lost that whole line. Well, that sucks. People were really hard for Seattle to like somehow that guy get that whole line. That together. guy I've never heard of who scored the cup quenching goal can now get regular. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was even his name? Does anybody remember? It's on the tip of my tongue. If it's not, I'm trying to sound like I know. Johnny it. Curtis. Uh <laughs> 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 God. Okay. Oh. <sighs> Somebody made a fake Roy Donk LinkedIn profile. King of the Tuck Tuck Sound at Colgate Palmolive. <sighs> Alright, if people have not seen that show, they are completely lost. Toronto Maple Leafs, they have gotten worse. Um, Toronto Maple Leafs added Peter Morazic, which is a decision, as well as Curtis Gabriel, Michael Bunting, who I think is a nice little signing for them. Uh, Kyle Dubas just thinks, hey, if I can't win, at least I can pay all my former Sue <laughs> Greyhounds At least it's somebody I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're good buds. Uh, and um, Andre Keisha, you said, came in tonight yep. for like a $1 million one-year deal. That's a good bet. I think that's their yeah. best bet yet. That's a guy that if you can get him some time on like the Nylander line, he could probably score you 20 goals. Mm-hmm. Surprise some people, you can make a lot of money, and then disappoint some other team. It's the Toronto cycle. <laughs> they go, it's fine. <laughs> It'll be Edmonton again. Why not? Uh, oh, but I do think the Maple Leafs are considerably worse, and they already they, weren't that good. They just, yeah, like last year, they the Peter Mrazek thing. Cast. Now they don't. That really sticks in my craw. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's. I guess Peter Mrazek's fine, but it's just like that. You think you're going to win a cup, a cup with Peter Morazic and whatever the other guy's name is, Jack Campbell? Yeah, I think the problem I have is, like, these guys, like, Toronto in general, like, shit on players that aren't very good, mm. not on their team. We do the same thing. I don't blame them. But then when they're on the team, I feel like they're instantly like, you know what, this is a good move. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, man, this feels like bet- when Mike Yo got brought here and I was like, this is a bad move. But my brain was like, no, 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 you need to, or your heart needs to go, it's a good move. And here's why, because mm-hmm. he's now on your team. Mm-hmm. But really, it was it's bad. It's that endowment effect again. Yeah. I bet if we went back and looked, 
we could find 10 different times the Steve Dangle podcast said, I don't think Carolina's ever going to win a cup with Peter Mrazek between the pipes. Mm. And now they're going to be like, oh, Peter Mrazek, great signing, good underappreciated goaltender. And it's like, no, he's not. He was behind a completely shut down defense and he was barely adequate. Now he's going to be behind your piss poor defense. <laughs> I was better last year. And he's going to be less than adequate. I will give... Um... Dubis credit in the sense that I think this is definitely one of those contracts where he's like, hey, I signed Peter Razik for three years for $3.8 million, mm-hmm. and if it doesn't work out, I won't see the end of it. I'll be gone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's just uh, Kyle Dubas knows, knows this the is his last year for something to change. Vancouver Canucks did everything. Uh, we talked about the trade last time. I think that's all relies on... if. If OEL can bounce back any, then that's a different story, but it all relies on how good Connor Garland is. Brady Keeper, Justin Dowling, Brad Hunt, Tucker Pullman, Brandon Sutter, Nick Patan, Luke Shin, our old friend Yero Halak, who I really would have liked to bring back as our backup, Um, and Travis Hamanick all signing and or re-signing there. Connor Garland gets the five by five, basically a little under five on the uh, AAV contract extension. That's fine. Are they in a position to be better next year? Maybe. Are they in a position to sneak into the playoffs in the Pacific? In the Pacific? Sure, Maybe. Sure. If Demko's good and Halak's good. I can be convinced. But know. I don't think they've got much more than that. They still need to sign their Patterson two big fish. and Hughes. Yeah, right? I know they're both RFAs, but like. <sighs> Not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of not great, one of the most vexatious teams this year, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, effed over their franchise goalie. Um, this, uh, for one second, this is a garbage pay organization. This is a trash Ooh, can yeah, organization. This is a greed. They greed, are maybe. greedy. They are all obsessed with winning. Bill Foley. This really fits Vegas. You, you like can't tell me Bill Foley wouldn't have hired Tony D'Angelo in a second if he didn't think, if he thought that was the key to winning the cup. Mm. Or drafted Logan Malou. Oh, yeah. They must have been one of the teams talking about, oh, we'll do it in a second. Mm. They for sure were. Um, they screw over Marc-Andre Fleury. He finds out about the trade on... Um, Twitter. This is a guy. This is a guy that waived his no movement clause from the only team he'd ever known. The team that drafted him first overall. He mm. left willingly to come be the face of your crap bag franchise that nobody had any reason to think would be a competitor. Mm. He came. He's like, okay, Vegas is cool. I'll live there. I'll be the face of the Golden Knights. I'll do all the press junkets. I'll do all that stuff. And you have treated him like dog shit ever since. The entire time you gave him a big, con- you gave him a couple year contract that was for a big number. But other than that, you've treated him like crap, and he still came through and gave you a literal Vesna winning season. You can argue about whether he deserved it over Vasilevsky, but you can't argue that he was one of the best goalies last year. And you just screw, screw him over. You can't even give him a call. You can't give him a call to say, "Hey, we're trading you to Chicago." I don't know if he had a. NTC or anything like a no trade clause, but it's like you couldn't even like be like, hey I guess man. He, I guess on the new contract he must not have. But it just feels like you would have been like, hey man, is it okay if we trade you Chicago? Yeah. I don't know, some sort of nice thing where it's like, oh no, we just we burgling them, we just mm-hmm. send them wherever. Ah mm-hmm. uh, man, and then that re- sucks. re-signing Alec Martinez at five million dollars. 
Such a mistake. A 34-year-old defenseman. And then trading for Evgeny Dadunov. Was goal scoring the thing they lacked? I thought it was a center. I was pretty sure it was a center. They needed another winger, baby. If you were if you were going to pay Dadunov five million dollars, you might as well have gotten <laughs> Philip Deneau. He's just replacing Alex Tuck. He's on injured now. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he's a there cap go. cap squeeze thing. Well, they, yeah, because they were already they know over. how to play the game. Uh, they've yeah. seen it done now. I just can't imagine if you're Vegas or if you're a UFA like. It can't be easy to sign in Vegas, right? Because the, the the moment's notice, if something new and shiny comes along, you're out the door because that's what they need. Um, yeah, I think they, I think they think that because they've gotten so close to winning, obviously in their first year, they were in the Cup final, and then all these other years, minus the one where the the refs kind of screwed them over against the Sharks, they've been super close. They've what made the Western Conference or Conference Final the last two years. It's like they're so close that they think that they're just one piece away. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're always after that one piece. Because <laughs> they're like, we got to go get it. But it, they're not one piece away. Just because you got physically, like you've, you've physically got close to winning the cup doesn't actually mean you're like, you'll be back to that same spot every year. You know what right. I mean? Again and again and again. Bonus. The other part of it, though, is like, it's. I hate the mindset. I hate the John Mazalag mindset. I'm real pissed about the Cardinals, <laughs> but I won't bring that up much here, except for the Cardinals clearly have a mindset of like, well, if you just make the playoffs, anything can happen. Mm. And that's not true. The, For example, it was a great story, but the Canadians had about as much chance of beating the Tampa Bay Lightning as I have of beating like Mike Tyson in a street <laughs> fight. You know, like maybe I just kick him in the balls and like punch him in the eye and he gives up but that's about it you know it would have required some sort of herculean blue jackets like meltdown for that to happen however if you are one of the very top teams then it is a little bit luck Mm -hmm. and a a couple of puck bounces a couple of things that go your way and that's the thing it's like don't toxify your locker room in pursuit of the 5%, to borrow a phrase from Doug Armstrong, <laughs> that makes you a cup team. Because if your locker room can gel, as we saw with the Blues eventually actually winning the cup, mm. that's going to make the difference, you know? That's, I was going to say, that's a huge piece. Is like they don't, You don't need fucking Jack Eichel yeah. to get you that 5%. You just probably need to edit around the fringes. You probably need a real center. And then you'll be fine. You just have to keep going at it over and over again. I think that's an underrated part of the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's like they're a team that freaking loves each other. Mm. And they weren't. They were like wasn't weren't Kucherov and somebody else Kalorn like shredding each other in the papers a few years ago. But now it's like they're winning, they're having a great time, they're all in Tampa, maybe Pat Maroon. You know, like he, he brings he, the gel. He gives nothing on the ice to that team, <laughs> with due respect. But like he scored a goal. Maybe he has a locker. Maybe he's that big a presence in the locker room. He just absorbs all the hate. Yeah, him. he. I probably does. You know, those kinds of guys. They get those guys. They have a lot of fun. And like as good as that team is, man, were they loose? They were having a good time. Number one bullshit. Uh, all that stuff. <laughs> Can like, you imagine being like by? Hockey standards by the NHL standards being okay, uh-huh. but because you because you can crack some good jokes in the locker room, 
people literally give you millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm all right compared to most people. But when I go in the locker room, everyone's like, this guy. And so then teams are like, you know what? You get $2 million. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish. For sure. That I mean, that could be you. You'd be the guy. I you're, just got to learn to skate. You're a glue guy. Check, shoot, <laughs> shoot, pass. pass. But not well. Yeah. You just have to learn to do it passively. Backwards and then you're fine. Skate. The, Cana- the uh, Capitals take a lot of heat. For this Ovechkin contract. I don't know why. Why? Here's the thing. All the Capitals are going to be now is the place where Alex Ovechkin chases mm-hmm. Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> that is kind of sad. That, it's like, sad, If you're, if but you're like, there and you want to win a cup, they're like, I mean, they'll we'll try. They're going to be content. They're going to be like playoff team at yeah. least for a few more years. But like that's the story of this franchise now. And it's shit. I would, that's fine. That's okay. That's an all-time historic thing you get to watch mm. and celebrate every goal. I can't believe that there's still people that are really strongly doubt. Like, they're like, there's no way yeah. he catches Gretzky. I'm like, I think there's most certainly a way he does. Yeah. I what think do- what he's like, if he just needs like 33 goals on average each season for the next five seasons. Yeah. And it's like, ah, I think he can do it. What people don't understand is, like, if he gets 45 next season, then he only needs, like, 28 on or whatever, you know, and I'm not good at quick math, but whatever that difference is, he had 24 and 45, so if you do 82, (laughs) I I can do this math, times 24, divided by 45, he had a 43-goal pace last season. That's 10 more goals. Hmm. People keep saying, like, well, he's going to fall off. And they act like he's just going to fall from 40 to 14 People, overnight. I also hear that all the time, like, well, no one, you can't keep that sort of pace up. I'm like, yeah, no one can. Except for Alex Ovechkin. <laughs> like, are you, like, I don't understand. That's like, yeah. yes, Brandon Sod certainly yeah. can't. And so can 90%, 99% of this, everyone. But this dude's, what, is he second now? Or is he third? Or is he still going to pass somebody else? I think he's like else? fifth still. Okay. But I'm be. like, this dude's fifth all time in scoring he's like the biggest scorer of our lives and you're like i just don't think he can be able to do it yeah and it's like i think that's the man who uh, can i really hope he does i'm god i hope he does. he's sixth one more goal he'll tie dion 11 more he ties brett and uh 36 this season he ties yager i was like dion for enough <laughs> <laughs> yes um so yeah, you can do it. Um, it's worth the money. That's what I say. Also, I always hear like a lot. There were a lot of people when Gordy Howe or when uh, Marlowe passed Gordy Howe's games played record, where they're like, "Yeah, but he played however many more in the WHA." Yeah, and nobody counts that, so he really didn't do it. Nobody's pointing out that Gordy Howe scored 174 goals in the WHA, <laughs> which would bring his career total up to 975, <laughs> uh, which would put him almost 100 past Gretzky. I don't think they're going to mention that when Alex yeah. Ovechkin passes him. I think that's going to conveniently slip out of mind. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, this, and as I think Greg Wyshynski, I, I generally disagree with, but he made the point of, like, if you're going to overpay a dude, if you're going to pay a dude on past performance, mm. this dude has ch- transformed your franchise completely. Right. They've transformed you from, I don't want to say irrelevant, but a pretty 
flat, you know, pretty, pretty borderline close. team in the NHL too. You had Peter a Bond centerpiece, a hot, you know, huge fan base. Mm-hmm. He's made them literally billions upon billions of dollars. So if you want to give him 45, 47.5 million, fine. You know, like you you can spare that for Alex Ovechkin, and they bring back Vanacek for a second. Good for them. Jets bring back Stasny. God, Paul Stasny's made so much freaking money in this league. He's, he's eternal, and he's fine. Like he's always been fine, and that's how he gets away with it. He can't keep getting away with this. Uh, Eric Comrie comes in on a one-year deal. The Brendan Dillon trade, real nice. The Nate Schmidt trade, even nicer. I think the Jets. They did good. They had a good good little, you know, they didn't spend a lot and they gained a lot. Mm. That's that's always a good feeling. Which, do you want to do winners and losers and then the Blues? We do winners and losers. Because I think the Blues also didn't spend a lot and gained Uh, a fair amount. I think think the Blues are winners. Yeah. uh, I put winners for me at least are Arizona, New Jersey. I think Seattle, because I think Grubauer for them makes them feel a little more relevant. Schwartz is like a... Uh, veteran guy, mm-hmm. uh, and win- and then obviously Winnipeg, like we just talked. about. I think the Seattle Kraken will contend in the West mm-hmm. in the Pacific. Um, I just don't. It's not even that I think they're in a bad spot. I just think it feels like they could be in an even better spot. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's just what they didn't do. Yeah. And then losers. Uh, Carol- you put New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey's yeah. the one. I was like, New Jersey's on the up and up. I don't know enough about their team, but it's like you've got Hughes, you've got. He sure you've got Dougie Hamilton now. It feels like you should have some traction. Mm-hmm. Um, losers, Carolina, Chicago. Uh, I put Edmonton and Montreal. I think they are. I think Montreal maybe not. Montreal so much, are losers, but this week. Yeah, so it was like just overall uh, the Rangers and then Philadelphia. Just team, especially some of these teams like Rangers and Philadelphia, where I was like, you guys need to like get traction and turn this around and then they said okay and then they took a nose time yeah. and i was like oh no you've gone the rangers direction. i don't think we even mentioned the ryan reeves trade yeah Maybe we did it's been a long time since we talked about them the mark bergevin yeah was in chicago when that happened mm-hmm. he did the tony mayu drafting wasn't he also pursuing tony d'angelo for a while last season, weren't there talks about like oh Montreal? Yeah, I like think the trade so. deadline. We're not gonna talk. We're gonna talk. I guess we're not. I guess because he's too muscly and scary. Oh, that's why he's been bulking up. So you just don't you don't, you just don't ask any stuff. questions. Uh, let's leave the crappy NHL behind and talk happy talks about the same. We buried Blues. the lead. Uh, we have, uh, folks. You've, if you've waited all this time, thank God for you. I don't have much to say. Um, God, it's. Damn it, Doug Armstrong. Damn it, Doug. Damn it, Doug, you've done it again. I can't... I don't think we're especially great right now. But I think he managed to add two real difference makers. Mm -hmm. Not spend them a lot. This is very reminiscent to me of the 2018 offseason. Where it's like, I think this is... if Maybe it still happens this season. But maybe it's next season. Like, we're that one big move away from being like, oh, crap, you know? Um, Where we're, like, setting ourselves up to be prepared to add that piece. It's Matthew Kachuk. I mean, I think we know (laughs) who the piece is, but, like... That piece. But, like, who... You know, whatever it is, like, 
we're trying to position ourselves to be ready to make whatever the big move is when it can happen. Whatever it is. Maybe it's cycle. Maybe it's Kachuk. Maybe it's somebody we're not even thinking about. But like, I want to let you talk because I feel like I've talked a lot. But I just feel, you know, the Tarasenko trade's still got to happen. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to probably get a lot. But I'm just feeling really bullish on the Blues right now. How are you feeling? I always can never remember. I'm like, I like bullish bears. is good. I know. I was like, but I like I like bears. So I was like, ooh, bears, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm feeling a lot better than obviously prior to the Bushnevich trade. When was that? That was draft day. Yeah. Or first round. That was one week ago today. Yeah. And it feels well. It feels like it's like been a, a month. decade. <laughs> yeah. It feels like Pavel Buchnevich has been a blue for as long as like Ivan Barbashev. I th- well, also, before we forget, yeah. got a little, nice little contract extension. I like that. Was it two years? 2.25. Two five or something. Yeah. This year's Ivan Barbashev, much better than last yeah, year's. Last year's, yeah. last year's, last year's, last year's. Last year's. Yeah, last to Dunn. Oh, Dunn should have heard. He did the lesson. One of them listened and one of them didn't. And Dunny boy is off in Seattle. <laughs> And smoke his hashish with his Jaden Schwartz friends. <laughs> Rolling your you know what they cigarettes. do in the Pacific Northwest. Um, Bushnevich, I think, like you said earlier, I think that looks good right now. I think it's going to look even better. Like, I just. That's I, like that Shen deal where it's like, oh, mm. like it feels good when we do it, but then like after a season, it's like. Oh, this helped oh. a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I Brent, mean, I think he's our most creative dynamic player mm-hmm. now well then too like with I due respect saw, to o'reilly we've had that conversation well i think lot, we saw the like, heat chart stuff too where he's like goes in and is actually isn't willing or isn't unwilling to get in front of the net and score yeah. which we need he's soft only because he got his brains beaten him from behind by tom wilson <laughs> but i love that wasn't he the one that then like cross-check someone's jaw off yeah. the next game because he's like well i gotta do something yeah, I guess. It. yeah it's like good for him <laughs> Um, but it wasn't Tom Wilson. No, was it was some it? other dude. <laughs> some poor bystander. I was like, dude, I'm just, I'm just like wearing Brent, the same Brendan jersey, Dillon bro. Brendan or somebody. Bro, hold up, hold up. <laughs> um, Eject. I think, yeah, I think that's, gonna be, that's already a good deal. That's going to get better. And then Brandon Saad was one that I was we were linked to a lot. And I was like, that'd be, that'd be interesting. That'd be nice. But for the amount of money it came Man, in at, it's really good. I'm just marveling at that cap hit. I mean, like, I I think Brandon Saad is, like, I don't I don't want to oversell him, but to me he's, like, what we wanted Jaden Schwartz to be yeah. and wasn't. I think... He feels like he's just going to... He's going to be responsible everywhere. He's probably not the defensive player Schwartz is, but he is a much more consistent scoring threat. Yeah, I think people focus a lot on, like, that he's, like, might not be as good defensively, and I think he could probably be But just he's also not fine. Mike Hoffman. Well, that's the thing. I think if you're just fine, I think the difference is Schwartz is more like that's the guy you can give the puck to and he like drives that line. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Saad drives your line, but he's more of like a finisher. Like we've yeah. seen a lot, I think, not in every case, but I think a lot of seasons he's scored more goals and he's had assists or mm-hmm. whatever. But he's not like crazy over it. It's not like Berglund's years where he's like 15 goals and three assists or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a guy that would have scored or would have been on pace to score. 27 goals last year yeah. in full 82 games. And then the year prior where it was like 56 games or whatever he ended on with uh, Chicago would have been 29 goals. Yeah. Like on, t- on on a team too in Chicago that's just wasn't very good anyways. Right. So it's like 
This guy is not even just, I thought he was going to be like, oh, he'll be good for maybe like 18, 19, push 20. It's like, this dude could get close to 30. Yeah. On the right line. Yeah. So And same with Bushnevich too, right? And I want, let's be very clear. He was not playing with McKinnon and that yeah. last year. He was with Kadri and I think maybe Eunice Donskoy. <laughs> big ups. Um, but whoever it was, it was not that top line. I don't know that he saw really any ice mm-hmm. time with McKinnon. So it's not like McKinnon was making him. Right, right. He right. had kind of that one off year after getting traded out of Chicago. And since then, he's been good to... Very good. Mm. I think of this team being like Blues teetering on being back mm-hmm. to cup relevant, but also, I don't know, Thomas Cairo don't come through and stuff, and you're looking, and O'Reilly's contract comes up and he leaves or something like that. I don't think contracts that were signed, Bushnevich's extension or Saad being signed, I don't think those sink your team, right? Like, I think if yeah. you go into some sort of weird rebuild, you go, these are fine. These could be moved, these could be held on to. These aren't destroying us, like, say, signing, like, yeah. some of these other guys to seven-year deals and being like, this is way too much. And I don't want to harp on it too much, but, like, when you look at Boyd Coleman getting six years, 4.9, mm-hmm. Brandon Saad comes in at five, 4.5, um, I'm taking Brandon Saad. Right. I mean, I know what Blake Coleman did with the lightning but what he did was a third line non-scoring right. role well it's thing you don't need and, blues don't even need that tenacity yeah. in the first place i don't right. think i don't think if i encountered it either yeah. but it's like you've got shen you've got perron you've got mm-hmm. these dudes all stand up bennington <laughs> yeah i was like uh you've got these dudes all stand up for themselves and everything and so, when it got i guess part of why i feel so positive about this is like when it got to the point where Saab was like the last of the not, I don't want to say game changing, but like top ten, mm. top twenty ish free agent types, and you knew there were th- three or four or five teams that were really interested in him. I was pretty certain his price was going to get driven up to like six million a year. I definitely thought he was going to make like five, at least five, five, five or something. Yeah, at least and so when he came in at four point five, I was just like, "All right, I'm all in." Like, yeah, I was like, "That's just a." Win. And I'm honestly, it's fun to have a former Blackhawks guy, like you know. Remember Troy Brower? Yeah, Remember that worked out. Yeah, yeah, maybe he'll do the same thing. Except the Blackhawks aren't making the playoffs, <laughs> but he can do it in like March. That's like I just, just a, those two really make the top six like an actual top yeah, six. Yeah, it feels like there's just nothing to complain about. Like I don't know that they totally transform your team, but like you said, it's like we talked a lot last time about we've got some people that are top six forwards, but are they? Yeah, and I think we upgraded in both the case of Hoffman and Schwartz. Like if you if you tell me. Hoffman and Schwartz or Bruchnevich and Saad, it's not even close mm-hmm. that I'm taking Bruchnevich <laughs> and Saad. And when you look at those two guys, got a little bit less money combined to go where they went, but maybe like $1 million. What did Bruchnevich end up at? Five something? Five? Yeah, like 5.8 or something like five, that. 5.8. So it was 3.5 plus 5.5 for those two. So yeah, it's like a million dollars less. Um, but I'm still taking these two guys. Uh, and like I said, I think Bucinavich has a chance to just really be very, like, very good. Like, I think 30 goals and a good all-around player on top of it is, like, well within his potential. Right. And just fun to watch. Just a different type of player than we've had on the wing in a while. It is going to be really weird. I mean, I know we haven't seen Tarasenko 
very much in mm. the last two years, but it's going to be weird when we eventually do trade him to not see him or not see Schwartz. Buchnevitz also the first 89 in team history, so oh. it won't be hard to remember his number. But is Saad going to be number 20? I don't know if we've gotten confirmation Yeah, on that'll that. be weird. That's going to be hard, especially since it's an S. I'm just going to be like, whoa, Uh-oh. Alex Steen back to his glory days On out left there. wing, yeah, I'm be like, huh. <laughs> um, maybe you should take 21 when Bozak yeah. doesn't come back. There you we know, go. Just add, just add one more. Or even just take it from him before he comes <laughs> back. This is my number now. Uh, it's. I think the one thing that sticks out to me, and I don't know if, the, if there's anything they can really do, but like, I do... I do wonder about our defense. I don't think it's bad. I really don't think it's bad. I just don't think that it's... I don't think it's good either. I think it's fine. I think it's a fine defensive core we have. And I just wonder... I know there's more that could be done. I just don't know what that could possibly be at this point. I sort of would like the Tarasenko trade to involve like a possible like defensive prospect or something. Um, if Tarasenko was like at full health, which obviously means we wouldn't trade him at that point, but if you know full health and he requested a trade and he was still a thirty goal scorer, I'd be like, we need a defenseman now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just there's I don't know there's there feels like there's a hole back there. There's no hole right though because like they're all all the spots are filled. Right. But I'm like all of you together. I'm not confident in a Falk, Krug, Pareko, Scandella. Bortuzzo, I really, add your young player, Mikola, whoever. I'm just kind of like, this is fine. This is think, okay. Do you think it ends up only being Tarasenko that goes from our side? That'd be that'd be cool if Doug could make it a bigger package for more stuff. Yeah, like what? What does Tarasenko and like Sanford and something buy you? You know, like or Tarasenko and. I don't know, Mikola. Mikola people like Mikola. <laughs> people love Mikola. Mikola. He's basically a defensive Eunice Dunn's Um That situation briefly, since you mentioned it, I'm, this is not in any way meant to criticize JR, but his source is obviously Tarasenko's agent. So, like, why are we... <laughs> Why do we care what he says? League sources, yeah. You know, like, it, and it's not, JR's got to run the story he can get. He's got to run the quotes he can get. I get all that. But we saw this play out in Toronto with uh, the whole Mitch Marner situation where Darren Dreger was constantly giving oh, yeah. feedback that was clearly from uh, whatever his agent, Darren Ferris's, uh, Mitch Marner's agent. Um, and that's, look, that's also Tarasenko's agent's job, but I don't think he's actually helping his client particularly. Right. Um, I really, I'm, I'm intrigued if we held on to Tarasenko and we're just like, sorry, buddy, you got to play. Um, but I'm not that intrigued. Somebody, somebody is going to get an itchy trigger, trigger finger. I still think, I know it's a bad situation and I know we've waited this long and maybe I'm fooling myself, but it still feels to me like now that all the free agents of note are moved and signed, this is still a player that has 40 goal seasons in his past mm-hmm. and isn't old mm-hmm. and washed. He just hasn't recovered from injury yet. He's young and I washed. Think I think somebody, there's just going to, I just, I believe there's going to be a bidding war. Not not to pay the king's ransom for him, but to end up giving us something that we look at and we're like, hey, not bad, you know? And maybe we hold a million or two 
And I'm fine with that for two years. Yeah. If you get it, I would much rather hold a million or two and get like a good prospect or a good, like a, a solid solution on defense or something, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, I want that to be over. Because it's like, I we can't really enter the relaxed part of the off season if that move hasn't happened yet. Right. And not that I like I like reading the rumors and stuff, but there aren't rumors. It's just going to eventually happen. That's what I mean. Like it's fun when it's you're just going to look down at your phone one time, and it'll be that, and yeah. you'll be like, "Oh crap!" And then we'll talk about it for a week, and then it'll be time to wait until the season starts. You know, it's fun when rumors are actually rumors, where it's like, "Oh, talking to the Islanders about Tarasenko," but it's not that. It's just he wants to be moved. Still, it's like, okay, well, I already knew that. Yeah, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be one of those quiet. Quiet days, you look at your phone, and yeah, he'll be on the Islanders now, and we'll have, what's his name, Bolivier or something, yeah. I mean, if we got Beauvillier, I would not be, I would not be upset with that. That would be nice. Um, nice. But yeah, I think, I think what Doug Armstrong did was, uh, he did, he pulled off more magic, he pulled off more Dougie magic, and managed to make this, uh, this forward core look a lot better. I'm, I'm, in, I, I'm excited. The hardest part about this stuff, and we've said it before, is like, it's July 30th. Um, we're like, this team looks cool. I'm excited. And it's like, okay, well, now you got to wait two months. And yeah. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I do definitely want to watch hockey right now, um, especially since the Cardinals suck, although they did win tonight. But, um, yeah, it's just like, I want that answer. And I just feel like there might be one more trade. I don't know if it's a big one or like something that's like a nice little addition, but mm. I don't think Dougie's done. He can't like if he trades Tarasenko. If he trades Tarasenko, he's gotta. If he's if he's gonna trade Tarasenko and also spend to the cap, there has to be something else. That's you know? pretty crazy. If you get Tarasenko the books, that's a lot of money to play with. Yeah, either this season or even next season. Right. It's just kind of like what is. Um, just give it to Perron when you extend him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give that boy seven million. Here we go. That's perfect. Make up for it. I like it. I like it. That's what the solution is. Folks, uh, we've been podcasting for two hours and 20 minutes. You've had our blood. You've had our sweat. You've had our tears. You've had our hot takes and our cold takes and our honest takes about the NHL and its suckiness. Um, NHL's a roller coaster. You can't get off. No. <laughs> you, unlike... Uh, what to call Cole Caulfield? You are tall enough to ride this ride, and you're gonna ride it for <laughs> <laughs> folks. Uh, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, honestly, it's great, and we love all of you. And we'll talk to you real soon. Roy right Donk.